Tech Night Owl Live, the show for PC users who can handle the truth. And now, here's your host, Gene Steinberg. This week on the Tech Night Owl Live, we'll be tearing things down and trying to put things back together again with Kyle Weens of iFixit. You'll also hear from Kirk McElhern, the iTunes guy, about pop culture and possibly a wish list for the next version of iTunes. All this and more on the Tech Night Owl Live. We have Kyle Weens of iFixit.com. These are the guys and gals who tear apart a piece of new equipment when it comes out, figure out what it's made of, and how easy it is to repair. And we'll look over some of the best and worst equipment in a few moments, what maybe they are hoping for. But I'm going to put Kyle on the spot right now and ask for a hypothetical, which means you may get yourself in trouble. (laughs) No one's blaming you if you do. How's that work? Sounds good. All right. So let's just look at the Apple Mac products, except for the 27-inch iMac and the Mac Pro and a legacy MacBook Pro. You can't change RAM on any of them. It's soldered RAM. So now... We take a look at a 21 and a half inch iMac. Now, before we go on, you've taken that apart. You've taken apart each edition. What's the situation with regard to repairability of the current model? Yeah, so the challenge with the current one is the way that they glued the screen on makes it hard to get into it. It's interesting because with previous iMacs, they've used this kind of pizza cutter technique that allows us to get into it. So so the adhesive is a challenge, and then it's really just the lack of upgradability. You actually can get in and swap out the hard drive on it. It's just a, a standard hard drive, but the RAM is, is soldered on there, and that's the primary reason that we gave it a hard time. It also doesn't have the Fusion Drive connector on the logic board, which is a little bit annoying, meaning you can't put an SSD or do your own kind of Fusion Drive tinkering. Uh, and I think it's kind of a shame because clearly they can do it in this form factor. They're just kind of squeezing millimeters or fractions of millimeters. But they do sell a version with a Fusion Drive. They do, right. But for whatever reason, they decided not to put it on all of the models. I think the headers are actually on the board. They just didn't put the connector on there, which is kind of a slap in the face. They're saying it absolutely could handle it, but we're just going to make you pay more up front. It's interesting because it seems like kind of over time, sometimes you have the engineer that would like to add that feature, losing out to the designer saying, no, we're never going to have anybody in here. Last week, we had Peter Cohen on the show. And he talked about Jonathan Ives' thin fetish, which has nothing to do with the things that a fetish might normally involve, but the fact that he seems to want to make things thin regardless of utility. At all costs, absolutely. And, you know, I'm not sure if it's him or if it's the marketing folks, because I think if you look at the iPhone 6 and the bulge on the camera, I think if Ives had his way, they might make that phone thicker and get rid of the bulge. Uh, but the marketing folks might have said, no, it has to be thinner. I, it would be really interesting to know like, who was responsible for that decision for saying they're going to make the iPhone half a millimeter or a third of a millimeter uh, thinner and, and have the camera bulge. Because the camera is just physics right now. There's, there's no cameras that are thinner than the iPhone's camera. There's no way to make the iPhone thinner than that camera. So they kind of designed the whole thing around it. It seems silly. I mean, it certainly reduces the functionality of the iPhone. It makes it so it doesn't lay flat on the table. It makes it so that you've got worse battery life. And then Apple's selling this additional add-on battery pack to compensate. If they just made the whole thing a little bit thicker in the first place, you might not need the battery pack. They did that, though, for force touch, 3D touch, as it's referred to on the iPhone 6S. It is a little bit thicker, isn't it? 
Right. Yeah. So they're willing to, to trade off in, in some situations. You still have a bit of a bulge. But yeah, it, I think you're right. I think that this, I, I call it design anorexia, this focus on making things thinner and thinner and thinner, no matter what the cost. Well, the MacBook, the 2015 MacBook is certainly a prime example where everything was done to make it super thin, super light. But now we'll get into that in a moment. Let's get back to the 21 and a half inch iMac. So the 21 and a half inch iMac, you cannot change RAM. But is there room inside for the same kind of RAM connector as you have on the 27-inch model? I think it's it's a close thing. It's certainly, is there room in this exact form factor for it? I'm not sure. It's really tight. But they could have slightly changed the geometry on the back and made the whole thing a millimeter or two thicker. And absolutely, there would be room. So they're, they're using the unibody, you know, the aluminum machining process to make the back panel. They can make it in whatever shape and geometry they wanted. They specifically chose a geometry that just didn't quite fit it. I mean, there's room for the swappable hard drive. It's really the, the service door access that's the issue. And I think that their design goal was maybe around getting rid of the service door and a couple unsightly screws on the back of it is probably what they were thinking. But could they have done it the way that they did with the 27-inch? Yeah, absolutely. So we're talking about one millimeter or two millimeters that nobody physically could really see unless they actually tried to physically measure everything. Right. I mean, you're talking about looking at the profile of the iMac. You're looking at the side of it. You're saying, oh, it's, it's you know, a millimeter or two thinner. Nobody but Jonathan and I have noticed this. Okay. Now, that's another question here. What do you think, based on the fact that you supply repair parts, it would cost Apple to build it out that way? How much more? A dollar or two? Uh, yeah, or less. It would be pretty minuscule. They've always done it. I mean, I, all the way back to the, the first Mac I ever had was a pizza box shape, and it had, uh, I had a Performa, and uh, it had upgradable memory. So, I mean, you're talking, you're talking pennies for the connector. You have to have an access door on the back. I'm sure there's some incremental cost, but I don't even want to speculate. I think relative to, to Apple's margins on these things, it, it doesn't matter at all. Well, look, for example, at the Mac Mini. Now, the Mac Mini, the current form factor, the previous generation, you could pop out the cover and change RAM. Right. Now it's $100 cheaper. Now you can't. Now Apple no longer gives you quad-core processors as an option. It's dual-core. But again, it would not be a significant design change to go back to the way it was and allow you to change the RAM. Right. Well, in this case, this is specific, so there's no shape savings at all. Right. The new one isn't isn't thinner or anything else. There's absolutely no reason. It's like they went out of their way to actively remove a feature. So, I mean, we looked at it and we were just kind of astonished. You're like, you, you had a wonderfully serviceable design. It had a great interface. It was a really good example of how to design something to make serviceability and upgradability intuitive in an Apple sort of way. I mean, Apple can make products that are, that are sealed together and intuitive. They can make products that are upgradable and intuitive. And they chose to specifically go in and, and remove this feature. And I, I don't think there's any more stark example in, in the last, I don't know, five years of, of Apple product design where you have something where absolutely it could have upgradable RAM. They chose not to do it. We've been helping people put you know, dual hard drives in the, in the late 2012 or Mac minis, and, and it's been hugely successful. We've had tens of thousands of people do that and be really, really happy with it. Now, the Mac mini is interesting. For a time, we actually ran our sites out of a server run on a Mac Mini. Over at Mac Mini Colo? No, it was another company that did that. But the key here is that it worked beautifully. Performance was great. We checked the resource use, and it was minimal. We actually ran Linux on it using a hypervisor, VMware. And 
we ran cPanel, which is a very popular control panel for websites. You've probably heard of it. So sure. this was something that we were able to do really simply, really conveniently. And obviously, there are downsides. There are downsides. So, for example, with a normal Blade server, and I don't know how many of you folks even care, but this is how websites are run. It's built for redundancy. It's easy to swap in, swap out power supplies. It has dual power supplies, extra space for drives, stuff like that. It's not hard to go into a data center and replace things. But as far as the Mac Mini is concerned, under normal use and circumstances, you've got to take the thing out of service completely or replace it with another unit because the serviceability is difficult. Sure. But it's also very cheap. And you can get yourself a really good performance. I was amazed at how much waste there is in websites. We have another server here using an 8-core processor from AMD that is not even close to a Xeon from Intel. And performance is fine. Load is fine. It doesn't use much memory. So I think a lot of these web servers you see out there are really got too much for what you're doing unless you're just generating video streaming constantly. But that's a very complicated thing. We don't want to get into that. We've got Kyle Weens of ifixit.com. More to come on the Tech Night Out Live. If your Mac has slowed down or isn't performing like it used to, there's a smart alternative to buying a new machine thanks to OWC. With easy do-it-yourself upgrades for every Mac, OWC has what you need to get the most from your computer. From memory and SSDs to ultra-fast external storage, take it from me. You'll discover all the ways you can upgrade your Mac today at MacSales.com. That's MacSales.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Hi, I'm Dr. Joel Wallach, veterinarian and naturopathic physician. The Dead Doctors Don't Lie guy with an important message. Take charge of your health. Do not continue to blindly follow the system that has failed us all. I appreciate GCN listeners because you're open-minded and intelligent. If our system is so great, why is it that the United States, the USA, ranks nearly 60th worldwide in longevity and number one in obesity? All the while, we spend more money than all the other countries combined annually on unnecessary health care procedures and toxic drugs. It doesn't take much to get on track, not with the government or pharmaceutical companies, but rather you in control of your own health with a basic understanding of nutrition and supplementation. FDI Longevity has the finest quality health, sports, and energy supplements available. GCN listeners are invited to join our team of people who want to stay healthy well into old age. We are currently looking for specialists to represent FDI Longevity and save America. To buy products at wholesale prices or join our business team, go to GCNteam.com. That's GCNteam.com. Support GCN. Get healthy. 
If survivalist housing has been in your plans, get ready. We're bringing our Timberline Range Camps to you February 6th through 14th. The Great American Outdoor Show in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Get an up-close look at some of our most popular Timberline models or visit survivalistcamps.com to pre-order a camp. We'll bring it to the show and save you the cost of shipping. It's the perfect time to get that camp you've wanted. Go to survivalistcamps.com, then plan on joining us at the Great American Outdoor Show in February in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Chronic inflammation is now known to block your ability to repair and compromises your immune system, making you more vulnerable to all diseases. Since poor diet, injuries, or stress are all contributing factors, many people suffer from inflammation. Your body's number one means of neutralizing inflammation and the pain that it may be causing is glutathione. Glutathione is the body's number one peptide to neutralize free radicals and thus stop inflammation. Hi, my name is Jason. I'm 44 years old. For 10 years, I had been suffering from chronic pain in my abdomen and groin that radiated down into my feet. After three weeks on One World Way, the pain in my feet reduced by 50% and the overall pain in my body reduced significantly significantly as well. I ran out of One World Way and the pain returned. I got another container and again, after three weeks, the pain reduced significantly throughout my body. I'd highly recommend One World Way to anyone dealing with chronic pain due to inflammation. Call 888-988-3325 or visit OneWorldWay.com. That's OneWorld, W-H-E-Y.com. Hi, I'm Dr. Sam Nussbaum with the Anthem Foundation. Premature birth is the leading cause of death of babies and disabilities for children. That's why we support the March of Dimes to help mothers have full-term pregnancies and healthy babies. Join us in supporting cutting-edge research, treatment and outreach to help moms during their pregnancy, and give every baby a healthy start in life. Learn how you can help at marchofdimes.org. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Tech Night Owl Live, please send it to news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. If you'd like to discuss today's show with fellow night owls, visit our community forums at forum.technightowl.com. That's forum.technightowl.com. I wanted to remind you that for the new year, We'd like you to subscribe to Tech Night Owl Plus. We really would. This is a really great way to support the show. And what we do is we charge a monthly, annual, five-year, or annual subscription rate. And you get the ad-free version of this show, better quality audio. We're going to be adding more Tech Night Owl minutes very shortly. So it's something for you to check out. Go to plus.technightowl.com. That's P-L-U-S dot technightowl.com for all the simple sign-up instructions. We've got Kyle Weens of iFixit.com, and we're speculating here about whether Apple could, without really altering designs all that much, make more Macs upgradable in terms of memory. Not so much hard drives, but memory. In fact, even the ones you can't upgrade memory, I think almost every Mac out there, you can change the hard drive or the solid-state drive, right? Right, absolutely. And we see people do this a lot. I mean, yeah, the processor speeds aren't getting that much faster these days. So really what you care about is being able to upgrade to an SSD. And then if you have an SSD, being able to upgrade the size and being able to add RAM. And you can take a five-year-old Mac and throw an SSD in there, throw the eight gigs of RAM in, and it's good as new. I've found that that you know these mid-2012 machines may almost have lo- more longevity than a 2013 or 14 Retina that's completely locked down. So the current... Retina 
MacBook Pros, you can't change the hard drive on them? You can't upgrade the storage. You can't upgrade the memory. They're, they're very, <laughs> it's, you, you, what you bought is what, is what you got. So what happens here if you take it into Apple and they have to replace something? They just throw out the logic board and put a new one in with all the yeah, parts Yeah, they're on completely it? swapping them. Yeah, and it's the same thing with the battery. So battery, uh, you know, I, I go through a battery in my MacBook Pro about once a year. I burn through over a thousand cycles a year. Apple's repair process, replacement process for the battery involves replacing the entire uppercase, the keyboard, and the battery all at once. Uh, it's a incredibly wasteful process, and it's purely because they wanted to, you know, save ah, a tenth of a millimeter on not having screws on the on the battery holding the battery into the MacBook Pro. Now, do they recycle these parts, right? Uh, you know, it's actually a real challenge recycling these things because you have to separate the battery from the keyboard. Uh, and so I'd have never seen a safe recycling process for a MacBook Pro. Uh, and it certainly failed most of the green standards that, that it's been run through. So I don't, I don't know if they're, if they're recycling it. I certainly have never talked to a recycler that says, oh, yeah, we have a safe recycling process for these things with glued-in batteries. I would assume here, Kyle, that what they do is they take these things and they fix what's wrong, replace the battery, whatever, and use them as reconditioned parts to put into other people's MacBook Pros or whatever the component is. Yeah, that's certainly possible with, with these uppercase assemblies. They could be refurbing them and putting new batteries in. Uh, it, it's a process, though, and it's it's complex uh, and challenging to get those batteries out safely. I think if, if they were doing that, you'd see that reflected in the design. Uh, with the iPad Pro, they're using these new adhesive strips that make it very easy to separate the battery from the rest of the iPad. Uh, and I would think that if they were doing refurbishment at scale, that they would they would integrate something like that into the MacBooks. Now, let me point out something here about taking a five-year-old MacBook Pro and adding an SSD or any Mac. I have a 2010 MacBook Pro 17-inch. It's heavy compared <laughs> to what you get now. It had a standard hard drive, and it was dead slow. So I contacted the people at Otherworld Computing, one of our advertising partners, and we swapped it out with a 500-gigabyte solid-state drive. It was a little awkward to do because you had to remove, like, 10 or 12 tiny screws and make sure you don't lose them. But once you do that, the internal replacement is very simple. It takes just a few minutes. It seems like a brand-new computer. I mean, performance, if you measure the benchmarks on the 2010 17-inch MacBook Pro, it's not as good as the iPad Pro. Definitely not. But by adding RAM, which we also did at the same time, and adding the solid-state drive, it's good enough for most anything we throw at it. And of course, we quite often do remote audio with it. All right. So the key here is that Apple is making their repairability more complicated. And I don't understand that at all. As you say, you have to replace a logic board, parts of the case to change a battery, refurbishing, because we're not assuming that they're throwing this stuff out. Refurbishing has to be complicated unless they have a special production line that we don't know about where they do all this refurbishing. Yeah, so it kind of leads you to speculate. You know, we're sitting here, we're talking about how happy we are with our 2010. I've got a late 2011 MacBook Pro. Uh, yeah, Apple's a hardware company in the business of selling hardware. Uh, and so it might be that they weren't happy with folks like us extending our product lifetimes. They just want to sell us a new computer every two years. Yeah, but why extend the support for the operating systems? Why make OS X El Capitan support many Macs from 2007 to 2009 if they just wanted to sell you new hardware? Besides which, that new hardware 
would be less repairable than what you replaced. Sure. The older sure. hardware is easy. So we're talking here about RAM upgrades. You can't do it except on, as I said, the 27-inch iMac, the Mac Pro, and one MacBook Pro that may still exist as a legacy product. And even with the MacBook, the 2015 MacBook, we see how thin and light that is. And therefore, that is like a Mac version of an iPad Pro. Would you agree with me that's kind of close to it? The, the MacBook is pretty darn close to that, yeah. And, I mean, you look at the hardware design, you look at the circuit board design, uh, there's certainly a lot of parallels now between the iPad and the, and the MacBook. Okay. How much thicker or heavier would it be if you could swap out RAM? <laughs> uh, I mean, it depends on which, which product you're talking about. But if you look at the MacBook Pro... No, I'm looking at the basic MacBook, the thinnest Mac that Apple makes. What would be involved? How much thicker would it be if they made it possible to change RAM? I would guess you're talking two to three millimeters. And I, I, don't, I don't know weight we'd have to, but you could kind of compare it to some of the other machines. It's interesting because there's some, some of the Chromebooks that are out there that, that are upgradable. Um, and you can kind of compare the, the thickness on those to, to the MacBook. But the MacBook certainly is an extremely thin, thin device. I don't think it's possible to make something as thin as it is and have upgradable RAM. Even the battery is a big pain or what? Because the battery is, what, in multiple pieces or something? Like yeah, that? the battery is a, is a challenge. We weren't super happy with that. I'm not sure that this is a recyclable computer. Certainly not with the knowledge that, that uh, most recyclers have. It is this terraced integrated design. Uh, you know, we went ahead and uh, wrote the repair manual for this thing. And at the end of the repair manual, you're, you're left with the lower case with the battery still attached to it. So we, did, we weren't confident that we had a safe way of, of removing the battery. So that's, that's frustrating. I mean, it's, it's a piece of metal glued to, glued to the battery, but you got to swap out the whole thing. And it's, it's something like four or five separate components to the battery. It's pretty challenging. You can't really replace all of those segments of the battery without ripping or tearing it and having a safety hazard on your hands. So you pretty much have to replace that lowercase assembly with it. Let me ask you another question when we get back. We've got Kyle Weens of iFixit.com. They tear down new gear, tech gear, so you know how to repair it if it can be repaired. And they give away the manuals. They sell parts that you need to replace those things, to fix those things, if it can be fixed. More to come. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Hey, Berkey Guy here. Are you still drinking unfiltered tap water? Does your water contain chlorine or fluoride? Will you have drinkable water in an emergency? The Berkey Guy is here to help you remove these and other potential contaminants from your water, thus helping you drink clean, purified water. We offer Berkey water purification systems at the lowest available prices online. Don't go another moment without Berkey System. Over the last 10 years, we've helped thousands drink clean, purified water. Join them by visiting GoBerkey.com or call me, the Berkey Guy, at 877-886-3653. That's 877-886-3653. So you You've got to take a state construction license exam or certification. Can't decide on what books or what chapters to study? Discover right now how you can eliminate unnecessary books and wasted study time. At ContractorExam.com, our study materials zero in on state-required test topics in an effective, multiple-choice format. So whether you're a plumber, electrician, general contractor, or other construction-related trade, ContractorExam.com will help get you prepared. Visit us at www.ContractorExam.com today. 
Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-704-6182. A Place for Mom offers free one-on-one advice from local advisors and a personalized list of senior living communities you can visit. If you have questions about senior care for your mom or dad, there's a place for answers, a place for mom. Call a place for mom in the next 10 minutes to get your free ebook on financing senior care as well as free information on senior living communities in your area. Call 1-800-704-6182. That's 1-800-704-6182. We use mobile devices right against our bodies every day, but growing scientific evidence has emerged showing serious health risks associated with exposure to EMF radiation emitted from these devices. The solution is Defender Shield, the most effective mobile radiation shielding ever developed. Defender Shield blocks virtually 100% of EMF radiation from cell phones, tablets, and laptops and starts at just $64.99. Buy now at DefenderShield.com. For 10% off, use promo code GCN. DefenderShield.com, the worldwide leader in mobile radiation shielding. This is a healthcare alert from the Pain Relief Hotline. If you, a family member, or a loved one suffers from knee, back, shoulder, or ankle pain and have Medicare as your primary insurance, we've got great news. You don't have to suffer any longer. You can immediately qualify for a pain relieving brace at little or no cost to you by calling our 24-7 pain relief hotline at 866-389-0620. Delivery is free and all paperwork is handled for you. If you are on Medicare and have knee, back, shoulder, or ankle pain, don't wait. You can qualify to immediately receive a pain relieving brace at little or no cost by calling our 24-7 pain hotline now at 866-389-0620. Our representatives are standing by 24-7 to take your call and rush you your pain-relieving brace at little or no cost to you. Shipping is free and all paperwork is handled for you. Just call 866-389-0620. That's 866-389-0620. Again, 866-389-0620. Paid non-attorney spokesperson Adam Pulaski of the Pulaski Law Firm with principal office in Houston, Texas is the attorney responsible for the content of this ad. This ad is not legal advice and the choice of a lawyer should not be based solely upon advertisement. Services may not be available in all states. Attention Zarelto users. If you or a loved one took Zarelto and suffered a serious bleeding event, you may be entitled to financial compensation. Zarelto is a popular prescription blood thinner used to prevent blood clots and protect patients from strokes. These serious bleeding events have led to numerous cases of hospitalization and even death. Phone lines are open 24-7. Call 800-261-0937. That's 800-261-0937. Live with Gene Steinberg, it's the Tech Night Owl, because you never know what's going to happen next. So if you need a new battery, did they just give you a brand new computer? I don't know. I mean, they, they have these battery replacement programs where they say for $179, they'll, they'll swap the battery. But you have to be near an Apple store, uh, schedule an appointment, or mail it in. It's, it's interesting because in the past, I know a lot of people that say, okay, well, I'll send my computer in for service, but I'm going to swap the hard drive out first so I don't have to give them my data. And there's no way to do that now. So you're, you're handing over uh, you know, the most precious thing in, in the world, which is your data, to an Apple tech, hoping they do it well. Uh, and hoping that they've got your best interest at heart. 
that's a challenge for folks, but but they are providing a, and at this point, as far as I know, it's really the only option is you have to send this thing in into Apple. We're not selling the batteries for them yet, although it's something we're we're looking at. Okay, so even the Apple store can't fix it? So we're, we're selling, so Apple's got it for 179 We have a uh, lowercase assembly with integrated battery for 150 You can do it from us. But the only way that we're able to get those is we'll buy complete units and pull them apart and, and, and sell them. We're not able to get those parts from Apple. Boy, they sure don't like people to fix their stuff. <laughs> what about the MacBook Air? The MacBook Air has been around a while. It was one of the earlier Mac notebooks that became unrepairable. Is it feasible to put a... RAM upgrade assembly there without adding too many precious millimeters? I think so. I think with the current form factor of, of the MacBook Air, it would be possible. If you look at some of the techniques that they use to save thickness on, on the MacBook, they could deploy some of those strategies on the MacBook Air and I think roll out something that was the same thickness but upgradable. It would certainly be nice if there was a thinner form factor for the SO DIMMs. You know, we've, we've had the same laptop memory form factor for a long time and it arguably is too thick and a little bit too big. Uh, so it'd be nice to see something like a micro SD for RAM. Uh, and I think that certainly would be possible. We just haven't really seen seen companies pushing for it. All right. Obviously, the MacBook Pro, there's no doubt they can make it possible to upgrade memory without much of a change since it's a larger, heftier device. Is the battery replacement there pretty much painful too or what? Yeah, so it's interesting. On the, on the MacBook and the MacBook Pro, the battery replacement is really painful. On the MacBook Air, it's pretty dang good. Uh, and so we have recommended the MacBook Air over some of the other machines to folks that care about being able to replace the battery. They, they actually have a battery that's screwed in and is straightforward and easy to, to, to swap out on the MacBook Air. Um, so it, it's pretty interesting because we consistently see Apple like figure out very clever, innovative ways to make things serviceable and then throw those designs out the window with other models. And I felt like their design teams have been pretty schizophrenic. You'll see something like the Mac Mini where it's fabulous and it's got an upgradable hard drive, it's got upgradable RAM, and then, and then you see them turn around and do something completely different with the Mac Pro. And it's a shame because I think there are some design teams in Apple that are very, very skilled and interested in solving these problems. And I just don't think that they are winning the internal political discussions. It would be nice to be able to take one of these people, put him in a small room and say, hey, what were you thinking? <laughs> yeah, well, and it's, it's leading us down the path toward a world where you know, we can, uh, electronics are an appliance and we don't really know or care how they work. Uh, we just use them. And I don't, I don't really want to be a user. I want to I know a little bit about how this stuff works. They're doing that more and more with cars where they're using computers and other modules. It's not the same thing where the mechanic can listen to the way your car works and know what has to be fixed. There's so much electronics on there. It's astounding. And you've got this port where you plug everything in, get the readings, replace what they tell you to replace. There's no room for thought. Trying to fix a rattle on a car is still a pain of having to tap and duplicate the problem and tap different components. And when it rattles back, you have to tear it apart. Sure. Well, and that's that's fair. The, the, the OBD2 port has been nice. This is the onboard diagnostic port. Uh, I mean, there are some things it makes a lot easier. You can plug in and you can it'll, it'll tell you exactly which part is the problem. So that's that's happy when it works. Uh, when it doesn't work, then then you're faced with an increasingly complex vehicle. Uh, the service manual for the Toyota Prius is 11 binders. It stands about four feet tall. 
So these things are getting increasingly complex. So the, the, the computer diagnostics help you kind of dive through and, and uh, cut through the complexity. But it would certainly be nice to have something a little bit simpler, like a Willis Jeep or something. Oh, for the good old days. <laughs> you, could, you could take apart, completely apart, and assemble a Willis Jeep in less than an hour. Now, forget about it. You can't even replace a single part in an hour sometimes. All right. Complexities. We don't know what Apple's logic is. What about the Windows notebook world? In terms of repairability, replacing RAM, are they following Apple? Yeah, it's really across the board. It depends. With some of the Ultrabooks, they're upgradable. With a lot of them, they aren't. Um, Dell has done a really good job with a lot of their machines, and they've been really focusing on preserving upgradability. I think HP has two of some of their notebooks. Uh, so there, there certainly are some pretty compelling alternatives. But it's, it's definitely not like, oh, well, if you get a PC laptop, guaranteed the memory is going to be upgradable. You really need to kind of uh, investigate the situation. But I would say Dell is kind of at the forefront of, of continuing to make things modular and upgradable and repairable. And Dell you know, continues to make repair manuals uh, and parts available for all of their laptops, which is something Apple's never really done. Oh, uh, well... Yes, Apple at one time had a generation of iMac. I think it was an iMac G5. Correct me if I'm wrong. They put everything in, re- in modules that you could replace. There were a lot of very modular. I mean, the original iMac was, was relatively modular. I remember one of my first jobs was repairing those original iMacs, and there was a handle on the bottom and one screw, and the whole, the whole chassis of the computer slid out, and you could get in and very easily upgrade the, upgrade the RAM, upgrade the... Uh, the hard drive was a full-size hard drive back in those days. Uh, and that was pretty neat. And, I mean, that was on the CRT where, like, working on, on computers with CRTs has some dangers involved in it. And they still made it really easy to service. Now, let me tell you, I took apart a lot of those early iMacs. You had to take the whole thing apart. I mean, literally speaking, you had to unscrew a couple of things and remove the wiring harnesses. And everything was out in the open. Right. There's nothing hidden. No secrets. No I secrets. Mean, I mean, the whole th- the case was transparent. Right? I mean, it really was no secrets. Like, take a look inside. It's cool. We allow that. Today, we don't. But this goes back to the original Mac. The concept of the original Mac was a sealed box, not upgradable. Obviously, I assume you could take it apart to replace components or something. Did you ever try to fix the original compact Mac? So I remember at the very first Macworld, I mean, I remember, I've read stories, I was not there. At the original Macworld, there were actually folks taking the 128K Macs and doing memory upgrades on them to convert them to 256K. And that was a case where the the memory was soldered onto the board, and they just unsoldered it and soldered new memory on. Uh, So I thought that was pretty cool, kind of looking through the archives and seeing. I mean, there's always been this history of tinkering, all the way back to the Apple IIs. uh, You know, Wozniak included the circuit schematic for the Apple II with the computer when you bought it. And that, that spirit of tinkering, I think, continues to carry through today. There are, there are some folks who are doing memory upgrades on iPhones. And they are, you know, you have a 64-gig iPhone, and you want a 128-gig one, and you uh, jailbreak it. And then uh, people are doing board-level swaps and swapping out the flash memory. So that's not something a consumer could do, but with, uh, you know, with a microscope and uh, a rework station, it's certainly possible. Okay, that's the key. You have to jailbreak it. Can you, again, restore it? Or it must it always be jailbroken once you do this? 
once you do that, it needs to stay jailbroken. Uh, Apple's got some checksums on there. And, you know, that's a, that's a shame, but it's pretty darn cool that you can do it at all. And I think it speaks to the innovativeness uh, and interest that the ecosystem has in uh in modifying and improving our things. And, and I mean, all of all computing these days, it's a platform and we want to be able to express ourselves on top of that platform. And the more restrictions there are intrinsic in the device, uh, the less freedom we have as people. I understand to a large extent, these tiny mobile devices, they're really difficult to work on and it's really, really easy to break something. So I can see it being user hostile, except for power users. That makes sense. It doesn't make sense on Macs, any Mac. What does make sense is talking to Kyle Weens of iFixit.com. More to come. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. You are listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. So here's what happened. I was placing an order online. The site went down. It just stopped responding. It took hours before it returned, but I'd already placed the order with another company. If your site goes down, you could lose business. And if you have a business or personal site, you'll want to know it's easy to run and it will stay online. At iWeb, your site is hosted on one of the most reliable networks in the world. Check it out. iWeb.com. That's iWeb.com. Whether it's personal mail, whether it's business email, Email, you want reliable, dependable delivery, freedom from spam, freedom from viruses. Well, Polaris Mail offers professional email hosting services for your personal or small business use. Each account uses 25 gigabytes of storage, an easy-to-use webmail interface, and full mobile sync. Sign up today for a 30-day free trial at PolarisMail.com, PolarisMail.com. Owe $10,000 or more to the IRS? Get on board with the tax admiral. Don't take on the IRS alone. I'll cut penalties and reduce your overall tax bill. Sometimes I can even get it zeroed out completely. We're an A-rated company helping people clean up their mess with the IRS. If you owe $10,000 or more, then call the tax admiral. Call 800-287-7180. Again, that's 800-287-7180. 800-287-7180. This is Dan Pillard. Do you owe the IRS money you can't pay? Are tax debts crippling you? I've defended people from the IRS for over 30 years. I've helped thousands, and I can help you too. I wrote the book on IRS settlement, and I'm telling you, there's no such thing as a hopeless case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX to finally get free of IRS debt. With the IRS's new programs, there's never been a better time to solve your problem. Call 800-34-NO-TAX. That's 800-34-NO-TAX or my website, danpilla.com. Removing bad taste and odor from your drinking water is easy. Removing the bad stuff you don't taste is what ProPure does best. Water the way nature meant it to be. Clean, crisp, and refreshing. See the complete line of ProPure countertop, inline gravity, and household water filtration products. Visit your authorized ProPure dealer or ProPureUSA.com. That's P-R-O-P-U-R-U-S-A.com. Or call 800-544-3533. 
Don't complain about your cable bill going up and up and up. Do something about it. Grab a pencil and jot down this special number. 1-855-905-MY-TV. The more cable TV rates go up, the better digital satellite TV looks. Say goodbye to the cable guy. And get more of your favorite channels in 100% digital quality for less money. Call 1-855-905-MY-TV. Sign up for packages starting as low as $19.99 and there's no equipment to buy. You get free HD TV upgrade, a free DVR upgrade, and free professional and installation. You control what you watch when you watch it. Record your favorite shows, pause and rewind live TV, even skip the commercials. Watch local channels too. At just $19.99, what are you waiting for? Pull out your major credit or debit card. Call 1-855-905-MY-TV. 1-855-905-MY-TV. Say goodbye to the cable guy. Cut costs and get more. 1-855-905-MY-TV. 1-855-905-MY-TV. My dad was 59 when he collapsed from a heart attack late last year. Just this past August was when we spread his ashes on the St. Croix River. I loved my dad, but boy was he stubborn. He hadn't been to the doctor in over 25 years. His excuse? He simply couldn't afford it. He wasn't a rich man by any means. At less than $107 per month, libertyoncall.org would have been the perfect alternative for my father. Don't wait. Go to libertyoncall.org right now for not just your sake, but for the sake of your loved ones. Again, that's libertyoncall.org. You never know what's going to happen next while listening to the Tech Night Isle live with Gene Steinberg. So for the remaining three segments with Kyle Weens of iFixit.com, we will talk about the best and worst of 2015 and what may be a trend for 2016. On the Mac side, I want a Mac that is easy to fix. Forget about all other considerations. They are number two. Easy to fix. Which one would I pick? I would I would go with the MacBook Air in terms of something that Apple is making right now. The MacBook Air is really the only one on the list that gets a decent repairability score from us. And what are the things about that make it so easy? Uh, it's pretty straightforward to get into. You know, they're using some proprietary screws on the outside, which were a little bit annoying. Um, but uh, once once you have that screwdriver, it's very straightforward. You can open the case up. You can get into anything. You can get uh, display assemblies for for reasonable prices from uh, us and elsewhere. Um, the battery is screwed in and very straightforward to swap out. You know, there's connectors inside. I think it's a pretty darn easy machine to work on. Um, and it's kind of the right trade-off between not being too thin, still being able to get in. You know, th- there's no memory upgrade, so that's that's the problem. Um, so, but from a repairability perspective, it's it's pretty decent. Mm-hmm. I would also go with the previous generation Mac Mini. The worst would be the MacBook then. The MacBook on the Mac realm right now, yeah, has been bad. I mean, the MacBook, the Retinas are bad too. I don't. Uh, the the Retina MacBook Pros were really not a fan of both the MacBook and the Retina MacBook Pros. Got one out of ten on our repairability scoring, and we don't recommend that people buy either of them. A Mac Pro, you could replace even the processor if you wanted to buy it off the shelf. Yeah, that's true. And I haven't looked into, I mean, I know people have been talking about uh, processor upgrades. I haven't looked into that very much. I know, I know people are doing it. Have you, uh, have you heard reports from folks that have been successfully swapping the processor? I assume it's possible from what I've read. I haven't really explored it. Part of the reason is you can just plug in the new processor. Right, it's socketed, which is really nice. 
The other question, of course, is does the operating system worry about that? And if it doesn't, if it's reasonably agnostic, it's okay. Obviously, memory can be upgraded. The way they designed it, though, which is controversial, is the fact that the actual expansion is external. Right. Which is good and bad. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, you're, you're left with Thunderbolt. You certainly you can upgrade to uh, some of these faster processors. So the Xeon processor that they use in, in, the, in the Mac Pro is expensive. Uh, it's expensive from Intel, no matter where, where you get it. So uh, it's going to be over $1,000 to upgrade the processor. But, I mean, Apple hasn't updated the Mac Pro in so long. that If, if you're stuck with the, that as a machine, then I think, I think it might be worth considering an upgrade. Uh, we recently upgraded our Mac Pro to a PC. Uh, we use Adobe Premiere to do video editing here, and there were so many bugs between uh, Premiere and Apple's uh, graphics drivers, even on the newest OS, that, that we finally got fed up up and switched to Premiere on a PC. And it's so much faster and it works so much better. And I think we were able to sell the Mac Pro and buy a PC for $500 or $1,000 less. That was dramatically faster. So Apple's kind of uh, left the Pro community in the lurch between abandoning Final Cut Pro and uh, leaving a Mac Pro that hasn't been upgraded in five years. Well, this Mac Pro came out in 2013 and it seems like it would have cost Apple almost nothing to offer the later generation Xeon processors and later generation graphics chips. Right. Yeah, it's, it, seems, it seems crazy that they haven't done just a small bump on them. There you go. There you go. All right, let's move on here with some other considerations here. All right. On the Windows site, everybody's talking about Surface, Surface, Surface. Don't know that Microsoft is selling tremendous numbers of Surface and I suspect very likely sales are coming at the expense of other PC convertibles. What's involved in fixing a Surface Pro? The Microsoft Surface is a real challenge. Uh, I like to talk about the iPads as the, the worst thing I've ever taken apart, but the, uh, the Surface takes the cake. Um, I think it's a pretty elegant uh, tool. I mean, and, and from a user's perspective, it's pretty cool until you get to a point where you need to swap out the battery. And then, my Lord, is it challenging. There's this gooey black adhesive that, you know, we have to use a heat gun and pry our way in. Uh, when we give things low repairability scores, sometimes people say, oh, you're just being capricious or arbitrary. But uh, to be honest, like the lower the repairability score, the harder the teardown was to write and the harder the thing was to take apart. So the difference from us between like a repair score of seven and a repair score of one might be hours and hours of frustration and prying and heating and cursing at the thing. And that certainly has been the case with, with the Microsoft Surface line. They are glued together. They're very hard to take apart. And once you get the glue off, there's still dozens and dozens and dozens of screws inside these things. So we don't like it very much. We do like some of the other, uh, the other tablets, some of the other Android tablets and some of Dell's uh, Windows tablets. Um, but we haven't been a very big fan of taking apart the Surface Pros. So if I wanted a PC convertible notebook, where would I go? You know, I had it taken apart. I, I've seen some some positive things about some of uh, some of the Asus um, uh, convertible books and and some of the the Dell ones, but I, we haven't done teardowns of of all that many of them. We take apart a relatively, you know, we take apart we took apart about forty things last year, uh, and it's a lot of time and effort and money. We have to go out and buy these things at retail. And uh, so we haven't had a chance to take apart everybody's stuff. It would be nice, and I would be interested. So if anybody from Dell or Asus is listening, why don't you uh, why don't you send us some hardware, and we'll take a look at it. 
So if I'm buying a PC notebook, I go to Dell and HP probably? Yeah, Lenovo also has some good good products. And I think that they've got some kind of convertible uh, tablet uh, systems. But Lenovo also makes, makes service manuals available on their site. So they want you to be able to fix their stuff? They want to make a product that is durable and stands the test of time and is environmentally responsible. Uh, and I, I mean, we've worked with the environmental teams at, at all three of those companies. And I, I got to say, they're very progressive. They're very interested in doing the right thing. They really have a desire to see a sustainable electronics industry. Um, and, they, and they fight hard internally to make sure that they maintain their repairability on these products. And I think uh, sometimes they don't get, get the credit uh, that they should because uh, a lot of them are doing really good work. Mobile products. We know about the iPhone. We know about the iPad. And I want to ask you about the iPad Pro in a moment. But Samsung, these other companies, what's their situation in terms of repairability? Obviously, if you can open the back of the case and replace the battery, well, that's one thing. Right. But you want to be able to get in and, and change the glass. Uh, that's the most common repair on phones. You drop it and break the glass. So Samsung for a while was pretty good. Um, like the Samsung Galaxy S4, we liked a lot. Um, the S5 and the S6 have not been uh, as favorable, and they've actually scored substantially worse than the iPhone. So the iPhone is an interesting example of Apple designing a product really thoroughly all the way through to be designed for repair. Um, it's a great product. They do a really good job. It's very straightforward to get in and swap the battery. Uh, swapping the screen is very straightforward. And not so with the Galaxy S6. It's interesting, uh, on the Nexus side of things, on Google's kind of flagship Nexus lineup, uh, in October they released both the Nexus 5X and the Nexus 6P. Uh, and the, the 5X is made by LG, and the uh, 6P is made by Huawei. And they're, I mean, relatively similar industrial design outside, uh, but on the inside, they're completely different. The LG uh, Nexus 5X is dramatically better than the 6P. Uh, and I thought that was a really good kind of like at a snapshot in time comparison. You have two products. They're, they're relatively similar. You'd think that the bigger one would be easier to make repairable. And yet uh, LG just really knocked it out of the park with the 5X design. And we have a lot of folks here at iFixit that are using the Nexus 5Xs and really, really like them. Let's go back to the iPad Pro. Apple sent me one to look at. I also have the Apple Pencil in my hand. All right. Can we take apart the Apple Pencil? What can we see? I have (laughs) it in my hand here, and I'm afraid when I look at it that maybe somebody will try to break it or it'll get lost or something. Yeah, well, I'm sure it's easy to lose. I can tell you it's probably pretty darn hard to break it. Uh, the, The plastic case of the Apple Pencil inside it is a very durable metal sheath that looks like it's it's steel sheath, and then the battery is inside that. Uh, and I, I think it would be, you know, talk about Bengate, I think it would be pretty hard to snap an Apple Pencil in half. I haven't tried it, but based on how hard it was for us to take apart, I think it's a pretty darn durable pencil. Um, but the battery is in, in there and integrated, and uh, the Apple Pencil, I mean, it's, I mean, we, we give things a 1 out of 10 on the repairability score. Um, I, I was arguing internally saying we should make it a 0. Uh, you, there's no possible way to get to take it apart without... Um, without destroying it completely. Um, so the as only far reason- as we're concerned here, Apple Pencil is a sealed box. If anything goes wrong, it's up to Apple to take care of that. It's up to Apple to figure it out. I think Apple will just tell you to throw it away and get a new one. Um, now, anything go wrong. The, the one thing is it does have a user serviceable part, which is the nubbin on the tip. And it comes with a replacement spare part. 
So if you wear out the tip, you can swap to that. And that was the reason we gave it a one instead of a zero. We've got more to go. One, zero, or ten. More products to consider with Kyle Weens. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that too in Graphic Converter. Also, print catalogs convert from so many formats, I can't even list them. Download now to see if Graphic Converter is good for you, like one and a half million other users. Guess what? You could save money when you buy Graphic Converter. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL to get a special price for Graphic Converter. Go to LemkeSoft.com. That's L-E-M-K-E-Soft.com. LemkeSoft.com. L-E-M-K-E-Soft.com. We've had an amazing year here at Supernatural Silver. We've truly enjoyed the fantastic response from thousands of people as they've tried our extraordinary product and we're thrilled at the life-changing results people have. Our company email is continually full of happy, satisfied customers who thank us for the help they've received from Supernatural Silver. This holiday season, as you think of gifts to give your loved ones, consider giving Supernatural Silver, a gift that can help provide good health and wellness, a gift that can change lives and make a real difference in a world where we are constantly exposed to dangerous health threats. Give yourself and your loved ones a fighting chance. Give Supernatural Silver. Go to SupernaturalSilver.com and use the promo code HOLIDAY2015 for 20% off. And this holiday season, we wish you and yours the blessings of peace and good health from all of us here at SupernaturalSilver.com. Welcome back to the Tech Night Owl Live, where you never know what's going to happen next. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. Okay, so the Apple Pencil becomes a number one because you can replace the tip. It comes with an extra tip. I assume then third parties might want to make different kinds of tips or what? I guess. There's a little metal conductor inside that tip. So it certainly would be possible. I don't really know what you would do. Maybe if you wanted a different feel for drawing on it, maybe people could create different kinds of rubbers on there. Uh, Certainly possible. I don't think that uh, uh, Apple would fight it like they have with some of the the lightning compatible parts. But I, I haven't heard of anybody doing that. So what do you think? If I wanted to buy a new tip, it's nineteen ninety nine or something? I don't know. I haven't even looked. Is there a price for that? I'm I'm looking to see. I don't know. I, I'm looking on their website. I don't see a uh, replacement. It might be. I mean, I, I think that the, the lesson everybody's learning about the Apple Pencil is it's really easy to lose the pencil. It's really easy to use the, the lightning cover. It's really easy to lose the extra nubbin. Uh, there's no good way to attach it to the iPad, right? Uh, I think it's the sort of thing that people get and then lose quickly and then move on with their life. Apple Pencil. 
The iPad Pro is big and bold, 12.9-inch display, but it weighs just about the same within a few fractions of the original iPad. How well have they done in putting it together and, and taking it apart? Yeah, so the iPad Pro uses the same technique that they've been using pretty much ever since the iPad 2, which is that the, the front panel of the glass is glued to the case. Uh, the only way inside is to use a heat gun or something like our eye opener and heat it up and then very carefully pry around the edge. Uh, the first time you do it, uh, it's a pretty frustrating process, but it's something that you can get good at, and I know pros that can open up an iPad in five minutes. Um, so... Uh, it's it's certainly a, a possible you know it's a trade off between repairability and, and thinness and the industry has gone this this way of, of gluing uh, digitizers on and so the repair industry has come along and we've innovated and we're we're pretty good now at taking these iPads apart and you can see that in our teardown. The, the biggest challenge that we have with, with the iPad line for the last few years has been the way that they glue the batteries in because it's so hard to get the batteries out. And that's been frustrating because we've been saying for years, like, hey, Apple, you've got a technique that you use with the iPhone, which is this uh, command adhesive. It's an adhesive strip that you pull on. It tears the adhesive loose. And you don't have to use heat at all. You can remove the battery in an iPhone without a heat gun. It's wonderful. And we've been saying, well, why don't you do that on the iPads? And, and we've just heard silence from the other side. Well, finally, with the iPad Pro, uh, they did it. And uh, they used adhesive strips, uh, uh, these removable adhesive strips for all of the iPad Pro batteries. Uh, and it's very straightforward and easy to get it out. And so we think this is a wonderful advancement in the state of iPad technology. Uh, it's, it's a hugely improved design. And it's something really trivial and minor. It's just changing out the adhesive they use. But it has a really, really big impact on users that want to be able to swap out their battery and also on recyclers. So at last, Apple has been responsible in considering the design of the iPad Pro. Does that make it, therefore, more of a comfortable fit for the enterprise? I think so, absolutely. I mean, you think about an enterprise that wants to buy, you know, 500 of these and roll them out to their workers. You're going to be replacing the battery in, in a substantial fraction of those every year or two. Uh, you need to worry about it. You also have to make sure that these things are, are recycled safely. And, and based on conversations I've had with half a dozen different re electronics recyclers, the iPad Pro is the first iPad that's recyclable. So I think that's a big deal for, for enterprises that care about these things. That's the iPad Pro. What about tablets from Samsung and other companies? Yeah, I mean, I've been reasonably happy with the Nexus tablets that I've seen. Um, we took apart the Nexus 6, uh, or I'm mean, sorry, the Nexus 9, and we liked that a lot. Um, the various generations of it, I think, have been good. I haven't taken apart a lot of other Android tablets this year. Um, we, I know we've gotten repair manuals that people have been posting on iFixit, so you can kind of look around. We have... We're at over 500 different repair manuals for Android devices on iFixit, and I haven't even looked at, at most of them. Um, people are adding manuals faster than I can possibly keep up. So I would say there's so many different Android tablets out there. Take a look on, on iFixit and, and take a look at the specific device that you're thinking about, uh, and, and the repair manual should give you an idea of how easy or hard it is to work on. But across the board, generally, they're pretty darn, darn easy to get in, and it's really a question of if you can get service parts. What about those cheap white box tablets that they sell for $59 at Walmart? Yeah, we don't like those very much. <laughs> we've, uh, you we've have uh, taken efforts to look them over? Yeah, we have. We have written manuals for dozens and dozens of them, or we or our community members have. Um, and they're really, it really is a you-get-what-you-pay-for situation. 
Um, I definitely recommend people stay away from, I mean, there's, there's so many different uh, brand names that you've never heard of that are making Android tablets. Uh, and they're just cheap. They break really easy. We have people giving us these tablets with broken screens. Um, they don't focus on the durability that the, some of the lar larger manufacturers do. You know, sometimes they're easy to take apart, sometimes they're not. But then even if they are, a lot of times it can be really hard to get repair parts for it. So I would say save yourself the hassle and buy a little bit higher quality product to begin with. Or expect if you buy one of those, if it goes, if there's a place to return it to under warranty, that's your only choice. Otherwise, just get a new one. Or what just about, get something better. <laughs> well, you know, anytime you buy these things, they sell these extended warranties. So maybe that's an argument there. If you must have cheap, pay a little bit extra, $10, $20 extra for the extended warranty. Uh, maybe, um, but at, at the end of the day, you're still kind of subsidizing the manufacturer of cheap crap. And I prefer to vote with my pocketbook. So here it's about cheap crap rather than anything else. I think so. And, and that's, you know, this is an argument that Apple makes is they say, hey, the, this stuff might not be very repairable, but it's durable. And we say, well, yes, then that's, that's a, a good thing and props to you. And they have uh, long resale values, but it could be even better. And I think I think you know we we love Apple we love their products and I think it's reasonable to hold our favorite company to the highest standard. Standards, yes. What about other kinds of tech gear like TV sets? Now you buy a brand new TV set and they've got now 4K Ultra HD sets for five hundred dollars, six hundred dollars. What about fixing those? I assume it's power supplies that go most Correct. most of the time. Yeah, usually it's the power supply that goes out, and usually it's it's just a capacitor or two inside the power supply. Uh, so it, everybody thinks, oh, there aren't any TV repairmen anymore. Uh, there absolutely are. There's a lot of them, and they make very good money because a lot of times it's uh, a very simple part to fix. It could be thirty cents in capacitors uh, to make a TV good as new again. Uh, you know, once you've got a 1080p TV, yeah, you could upgrade to 4K, but uh, as long as it's it's you know, doing what you want, um, I think people are pretty happy to stick with their older TVs. So we have seen this rash of capacitor failures and power supplies because they're making them as cheaply as possible, uh, and it's it's pretty darn straightforward. There was actually there was a Wall Street Journal article uh, a couple months ago where Jeffrey Fowler uh, replaced the capacitors in his uh, TV or the TV of a coworker, and he, it worked great for him. He had to use a soldering iron, but it wasn't a big deal. And he posted a video of the whole experience. So I think I think this is a uh, opportunity for people to save a little bit of money. All right, in terms of repairability. The people who offer to do the service, they come to your home and they do the physical work there or what? It depends. Uh, we've got a TV repair guy in our town and you take your TV into him uh, and you just drop it off and pick it up a day or two later. Um, I, I would just say find somebody in the, in the, uh, near you on, on uh, Google Maps or on Craigslist and uh, send them your model number and see what they say. All right. You don't want to schlep it to the shop, I suppose, some will do the service in your home. But then will they actually do a board level repair there or just bring in the part? 
Uh, it really depends on what's wrong with it. Uh, if they, if it's a power supply issue, a lot of times they're doing the board level repairs. Uh, if it's if it's an issue with the display driver board, um, more often they're doing board swaps. Although that's something that we would like to see change. We think there's a lot of opportunity for doing those board level repairs. And we've been working. We have a uh, pro community within iFixit that's been working on kind of teaching each other and improving their uh, board level repair skills. And it's something that I see really being an area of growth for the repair industry next year. All right. My TV, my $500, $600 TV is out of warranty. It's maybe got a one-year warranty. I didn't buy the extended warranty. The power supply goes, and I'm not going to fix it. I'm not going to do it because I'm a normal guy, not a crazy guy like Gene Steinberg or a completely crazy guy like Kyle Weens who will fix everything himself. So I call the repair shop. What are they going to charge me to come to the house to replace a capacitor? We've got more to come, and we'll answer that question on the Tech Night Out Live. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. You pick up the receiver with your heart racing and sweat dripping from your forehead. You finally muster the courage to dial the number to call into your favorite talk radio show. It rings once, twice, and then... Hello, it's GCN. What's your name and the state you're calling from? Surprised you got through, you squeak out. Jason from Minnesota. Please hold. As you patiently wait for your turn, you begin to daydream about being a famous talk radio host and what it would be like to have your own show. Jason from Minnesota, you're up. Millions of loyal listeners worldwide waiting to call and talk to you. Caller, are you there? Cheering crowds surround you, calling out your name. Jason! Jason! Going once, twice. Okay, we gotta move on to the next caller. You blew it. Huh? Wait, no! Interact with the host you're listening to right now, online at GCNlive.com. Click on the community link. Engage with other listeners. Ask questions. Start debates. Don't agree with the host? Let them know. Be a part of the community at GCNlive.com. Hi, I'm Rick Osick with Famous Footwear. Did you know that premature birth is the number one killer of babies? That's why we support the March of Dimes in the fight against premature birth. Join us in supporting cutting-edge research, treatment programs, and outreach to help moms have full-term pregnancies and healthy babies. Learn how you can help save babies' lives at marchofdimes.org. Hi, this is Sophie Winnick, longtime distributor and user of Longevity products. In the last few years, my family went through a crisis. Everything else in my life, including my business, had to be put on the back burner. 
thankfully life is getting back to normal now. But the one thing I never had to worry about was my business and my monthly commission. I've been a distributor for Longevity for over 17 years since before it was Longevity, And I've got to say the most amazing thing about this company is the people. While my family was in crisis, other distributors stepped in and helped my customers simply because that's what Longevity people do, even for people they don't know. For me, it has never been about getting rich. It was about a product I could stand behind, a company I could count on, and a monthly commission check that has never not once been late in 17 years. Longevity is truly a business for everyone, even people who have too much to do. I'm Sophie Winnick. I'm just like you. I have a real life, real ups and downs, but I know I will always have Longevity. Owe $10,000 or more to the IRS? Get on board with the tax admiral. Don't pick on the IRS alone. I'll cut penalties and reduce your overall tax bill sometimes. I can even get it zeroed out completely. We're an A-rated company helping people clean up their mess with the IRS. If you owe $10,000 or more, then call the tax admiral. Call 800-287-7180. Again, that's 800-287-7180. 800-287-7180. We'd like to hear from you. If you have any thoughts or comments about the Tech Night Owl Live, please get in touch at news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. Looking for past episodes? We've got hundreds at technightowl.com slash radio. That's technightowl.com slash radio. Or subscribe on iTunes. Kyle Weens. Okay, we know that if you know how to do your soldering, you can replace the part real easily. It's a 15-cent part. Whatever it is, are they going to do that in your home? Replace the part, replace the board? What are they going to charge you? It probably depends on the tech. But if you think about it, if it's a $500 TV and they charge you two or $300 for labor to do it, to come all the way out to your house and do the swap, that's still a pretty good deal for you. In an ideal situation, let's say it's a power supply that they need to swap out, they would have another one already and then they could just come and, and, and swap it and then they could repair your old one at their shop and use it for the next customer. That's the way a lot of folks do it. But that, that assumes that they have a compatible power supply already. Um, and that's where having a TV that's a more popular model can help you out. Certainly the big challenge with getting TVs fixed is that they're big and they're obnoxious to move. And so, yeah, taking it out of your house is, is, is frustrating. Uh, it's not as bad as a refrigerator, but it's still a hassle. So there's a shop like 10-minute drive from me. They fix Philips, LG, Sony, Mitsubishi. They don't mention Samsung. They don't mention Vizio. Are Vizios easy to repair? They're certainly easy to take apart. Repairing them is really just a question of can you get the parts. And and the interesting thing about TVs these days is they're really commoditized. You have you have a, a display, you've got two boards on the back, and you got a power supply. And sometimes those boards can be the same across a Vizio or an LG. Like if you, if you take them apart, it might be the exact same power supply or the exact same LCD panel in an LG as a Vizio. Uh, actually, I have a Vizio downstairs that has a LG display in it. So it's, it's totally a model dependent. Um, and you kind of have to dive into your specific TV and see. But I, I would say with, with Vizios, absolutely. Some of the Samsung, some of the uh, more you know advanced, super thin designs that they have, have some serviceability challenges associated with it. Some of the more you know run-of-the-mill Samsung TVs, maybe even the lower-end Samsung TVs might be easier to repair than the super high-end ones. So I looked here, a bunch of people. There's one here that gets five-star ratings at Angie's List. 
He says he's had 35 years experience in consumer electronic repairs. Yeah, people think that the local repair guy went out of business. And in some cases he did. It's pretty hard to find a local camera repair guy anymore. But for TV repair and cell phone repair and computer repair, there's a lot of great options. And and I would encourage people like support your local shops because if people aren't using them, they're going to go away. Uh, so the best way to make sure that you continue to have that option in the future is is to you know go and don't be afraid to spend a hundred dollars on labor for for a local tech that's experienced and knows what they're doing. It's it's worth it, and he's a they're they're a valuable part of the community. And also, by the way, if you do look for a local repair shop, look for reviews. Go to Yelp. Is Yelp reliable? I think I think Yelp is reasonably reliable. I think, yeah, I mean, I, I would say we certainly hear the same complaints from repair shop owners that you do from restaurant owners about Yelp. Uh, it's a it's a two-edged sword, but I would say in general, it's a it's a reasonable source. I would probably trust Yelp before Angie's List. You don't like Angie's List. Tell me why. <laughs> I just have never really had a good experience with it. I've found either it doesn't have the data I want or it's a little bit spammy. It, because Angie's List is a little bit more pay-to-play, I think uh, they are a little more corruptible than Yelp sometimes. So I don't have a, a, you know, I haven't spent hours and hours researching Angie's List. So that's my kind of gut feel as a consumer. But I'm not, I'm not out here on some kind of anti-Angie's List crusade. I just, I, I haven't used them very much. I think the question, of course, was about finding out before you waste that $200 repair, finding out whether that place has a good reputation. That's all. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. I think anywhere that you can you can get insight into these folks, it's good. With a lot of the board level folks, they'll actually do no fix, no fee, which is, uh, yeah, I mean, usually that's if you take it into them. But if they can fix it, uh, great. They'll, they'll charge you. And if they can't fix it, they won't. Sometimes they have a diagnostic fee. Uh, it really just depends on, on how the tech chooses to do it. But if you see someone that offers no fix, no fee, it really means they've got a lot of confidence in their capabilities. They don't want to have to spend a couple of hours coming to your house, fixing something and... You end up with a piece of worthless hardware and they end up with nothing. Right. Yeah, I don't think you'd find somebody that did that and also did house calls. But if it was the sort of person, I mean, we know some folks where they like just specialize in power supply repair and maybe you would take the power supply out and bring it to them. Uh, those are the sorts of folks that like the no fix, no fee model because they're very confident in their skills. I worry about the fact they make these TVs thinner and thinner. I saw a review the other day of an LG TV that's about an inch thick in most areas and they warned that when you set the thing up, be careful because it could flex. What's up about that? <laughs> yeah, I don't see why they need to be that thin. I think maybe two inches is a reasonable thickness for a TV. Maybe they're following the Jonathan Ives school of design. Yeah. Certainly, I think Samsung is with their TVs. Yeah. Yeah, and that makes shipping it hard. It makes moving it hard. It, 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 it seems like there's some diminishing returns. You can't win, can you? <laughs> well, yeah, I think you can. I think Vizio's TVs are a really good example of a kind of, you know, trade-off between they make them reasonably compelling and thin, but they're also, you know, possible to repair and easy to take apart, easy to manufacture. Vizio we've had pretty good luck with. We have a Vizio several years old. It's a standard LCD. It's one of the last 3D sets they built, although we've only seen one 3D movie on it. So it's hardly worth it. They don't make 3D TVs anymore. Vizio. I'm okay with that. You're okay? You don't care about 3D. I don't care about 3D. I'm good with it. When my son took me to see Star Wars The Force Awakens, we went to the multiplex down the street about 10 minutes from here, and the only theater that wasn't filled, the only room that wasn't filled if we didn't want to wait 45 minutes, was the 3D one. 
So we saw it in 3D. I guess it works in 3D. Did you see the new Star Wars movie? I did. It was wonderful. Uh, it was pretty neat to see. I mean, it felt a little bit like episode four all over again, but I'm okay with that. They kind of retread itself. Yeah. In some areas. And I'm not going to give you spoilers. I mean, there is one less character we'll be seeing in future films, but I'm not going to explain who that is. And I will tell you that anybody who saw the film can recall all the dialogue that Mark Hamill recited. And I won't explain what that means. <laughs> Best acting he's ever done. Well, he also plays, what is the name of the character he plays on The Flash? He's one of those really wacky comic book villains. And he's uh, good at overacting. I mean, he's a pretty decent yeah. actor, if you pretty actually give him a chance. Actor. If he's not acting like a, a foolish kid in Star Wars, he's a decent character actor. Right. So there you go. There's the recommendation. I recommend it, too. I don't think it's a five-star film. I think it's maybe three and a half stars. I think it's good. It retreads a lot of ground. The special effects are great. The 3D looks like it was designed to look good that way. Yeah, I mean, the technical capabilities of that team are phenomenal. I really enjoyed the new characters. Uh, They did a wonderful job introducing them. I thought the first 45 minutes of the movie where they were just focusing on the new characters was phenomenal. I wanted to see more of that. We want to hear more from Kyle Weens, but we've got to tell him it's time to end the segment. Where can we find more information about what you do? Hey, check out ifixit.com, and I'm over on Twitter at K-W-I-E-N-S. That's ifixit.com. And he'll be back when there's more stuff to tear down. It'll be coming soon. It's not like tearing down those walls. It's not. No, this requires heat guns and eye openers and lots of very small screwdrivers. But we're ready for whatever Apple throws at us next year. Kyle Weens, tear down that Mac. Thanks for joining us on the Tech Night Out Live. Thanks, Gene. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Paid non-attorney spokesperson Adam Pulaski of the Pulaski Law Firm with principal office in Houston, Texas is the attorney responsible for the content of this ad. This ad is not legal advice and the choice of a lawyer should not be based solely upon advertisement. Services may not be available in all states. Attention Zarelto users. If you or a loved one took Zarelto and suffered a serious bleeding event, you may be entitled to financial compensation. Zarelto is a popular prescription blood thinner used to prevent blood clots and protect patients from strokes. These serious bleeding events have led to numerous cases of hospitalization and even death. Phone lines are open 24-7. Call 800-261-0937. That's 800-261-0937. So you've got to take a state construction license exam or certification. Can't decide on what books or what chapters to study? Discover right now how you can eliminate unnecessary books and wasted study time. At ContractorExam.com, our study materials zero in on state-required test topics in an effective, multiple-choice format. So whether you're a plumber, electrician, general contractor, or other construction-related trade, ContractorExam.com will help get you prepared. Visit us at www.ContractorExam.com today. Are you tired of commuting to a job that makes someone else rich? Working harder than ever, but getting nowhere? Do you hate spending hundreds of dollars every week on daycare? Having someone else raise your children? With our opportunities, you can start earning money as soon as next week. You get to be the boss, work from home, and live a happier life. At Be The Boss Network, you'll find hundreds of work-from-home opportunities that you can literally start today and be earning money as soon as next week. Go to freedom106.com and start earning money as soon as next week. 
You get to be the boss. Get out of the rat race. Work from home. Go to freedom106.com right now and change your life today. That's freedom, the number 106.com. Go to freedom106.com and start earning money as soon as next week. You be the boss. Go to freedom106.com. This is Dan Pillard. Do you owe the IRS money you can't pay? Are tax debts crippling you? I've defended people from the IRS for over 30 years. I've helped thousands and I can help you too. I wrote the book on IRS settlement and I'm telling you, there's no such thing as a hopeless case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX to finally get free of IRS debt. With the IRS's new programs, there's never been a better time to solve your problem. Call 800-34-NO-TAX. That's 800-34-NO-TAX or my website, danpilla.com. Don't complain about your cable bill going up and up and up. Do something about it. Grab a pencil and jot down this special number. 1-855-905-MY-TV. The more cable TV rates go up, the better digital satellite TV looks. Say goodbye to the cable guy. And get more of your favorite channels in 100% digital quality for less money. Call 1-855-905-MY-TV. Sign up for packages starting as low as $19.99 and there's no equipment to buy. You get free HD TV upgrade, a free DVR upgrade, and free professional installation you control what you watch when you watch it record your favorite shows pause and rewind live tv even skip the commercials watch local channels too at just 19.99 what are you waiting for pull out your major credit or debit card call 1-855-905-MY-TV 1-855-905-MY-TV say goodbye to the cable guy cut costs and get more 1-855-905-MY-TV 1-855-905-MY-TV Hunters, anglers, campers, and survivalists. Get back to nature. Expand your horizons with the highest quality, most versatile, unique slingshots and slingbows on the market at slingbow.com. Slingbow products are compact and models start from just $17.98. They're perfect for your bug out bag or storing in your vehicle. Give yourself and your loved ones the excitement and tradition of Slingbow. A new frontier in archery and truly modern twist on this primitive survival tool. Feel the thrill only at slingbow.com. What's going to happen next? You never know when you're listening to the Tech Night Owl live with Gene Steinberg. So, Kirk McElhern, Star Wars The Force Awakens, saw it, you did. I certainly did, Gene. My partner and I went on Christmas Eve, which here in the UK seems to be a sort of a family um, thing. So the cinemas weren't packed and we were able to get tickets pretty easily. Um, We went at six o'clock, so it wasn't the peak performance. I was really disappointed. I I thought we were going to see a new movie. It was just like a, a colorized version of the original Star Wars movie. It seemed to cover a lot of the same ground, just with different characters for the most part. My impression of Star Wars, though, it's the ultimate tragedy of a dysfunctional family. Isn't that right? Think about it for a moment. We have Anakin Skywalker, has Luke and Leia, and he succumbs to the dark side. Luke and Leia are good people, and Leia teams up with Han Solo, this is a spoiler in the second act of the film. If you haven't seen the movie, um, turn off the show, because there's going to be spoilers. Well, this one is obvious. We don't talk about what happens later in the film. This is okay. very early in the film, and we find that 
Han Solo, Princess or General Leia, have a son. And just like his grandfather, he succumbs to the dark side. I mean, how bad can a family get? You got the grandfather, you got the grandson. Really, this is well, pretty it's, difficult. It's, it's, a real, it's a real example of the old nature versus nurture debate. I mean, here it seems that evil is simply genetic throughout that family. Yet, yet, so the son, he's only got half of the genes, and he's not quite as evil as Darth Vader. But that would get into spoiler territory to say any more about it. Yes, obviously he has to decide which way he wants to go. I thought otherwise the film was well done. It was pretty entertaining. As you say, it covers old ground with different characters. The performances were good. We didn't have stupid dialogue. We didn't have this 700-year-old whatever. The dialogue wasn't great, but we didn't have that little puppet lump who can't speak English, even though he's like the wisest thing in the universe. What really got me is, you know... Uh, an orphan on a deserted planet and a droid comes with secret plans and they have to get it to the rebels or this time it's the resistance and it turns out that the re- the empire which is now called the first order has a death star but it's 17 times bigger than the other death star and that death star just happens to have a weakness which you know an x-wing fighter can exploit i mean how uncreative can you get to basically rehash exactly the same story just shifting the characters around and there's a big argument about that, saying, well, look, if in return, the Jedi, they got everything together. They brought the Old Republic back. They defeated the Empire. How did the Empire fester as the First Order? It's kind of like you defeated Al-Qaeda and you get back ISIS in exchange. Yeah, and apparently this takes place just 30 years later, um, which is the only way you can explain the fact that uh, Leia and Han Solo are in the film. Um, how could they have built this Death Star 17 times as big as the original Death Star in just 30 years? All that seems ludicrous. A- as you say, it was entertaining. Um, the time went by quickly. I- at- when I was starting to get itchy, hoping there would be a- an extended battle scene so I could go to the bathroom, I looked at my watch, and it was more than an hour and a half into the film, so I just waited until the end. It's well-paced. It's well-shot. But I just found it too safe. It's like they had a checklist and they had to check off everything that they had to do. They had to have a funny droid that can't speak English, even though they've got all this wonderful technology. It just goes beep, boop and all that. They had, and the funny droid, of course, is a marketing, is a commercial for a toy that's being sold. The only reason the droid exists is to be a toy. Um, You had to have a few snarky jokes. And I didn't, frankly, find too many of them very funny. A lot of people said they did. The only one that made me laugh was that when Han Solo sees Leia and he says, you've changed your hair. <laughs> because, you know, that, that two Danishes on the side of the head haircut that she had is like particularly ugly. But I just, how can they have spent so much to make a movie that is so vapid? My first thought, it's like a James Bond movie. In a James Bond movie, certain things have to happen. There's got to be a scantily clad woman um, in the recent films, there has to be a fight on rooftops. And, and I haven't seen Spectre, but the other three, Daniel Craig's, they all have fights running across rooftops. There's got to be a car chase and a fast car, and there's got to be some sort of an evil genius. And, you know, whether he's Goldfinger or someone a little more subtle, please don't say anything. Okay, I won't. I know it's not very good, but I will see it. Okay, Spectre, my, my of course, is, 
Spectre, of course, is the original villain, the original right. Bond villain, or one of the original Bond villains is Spectre. Now, well, it's the organization, isn't it? It's an organization, but the key here, people are asking, and I won't give you the answer. The name of the original leader of Spectre, Ernst Stafro Blofeld, and my wife calls him Bloomfield. Do we have that character again in this film? I will not tell you. Well, don't. I didn't. Okay, that's good. That's good that you don't, because. But my my point is that both of these films are the kinds of films that have to have a certain number of things in them off a checklist, and that's exactly what the Star Wars film felt like. It's a check off the box kind of film. Where yeah, they have is. to. Well, this is a sequel, and of course, it also paves the way for the next film. I'll tell you that. I won't tell well, you how. It's, it's both a sequel and a prequel. It, in the sense that it's the first one of the new trilogy. Exactly. Now, J.J. Abrams will not be doing the next one. He produces them. Now, it's also, you have to look at J.J. Abrams, his history as a director, because he's supposed to be, you know, the fabulous person here as a producer. He's doing very successfully. But you take a look at two of his recent films, Star Trek, Star Trek Into Darkness. Star Trek, I thought, was well done, although they spent too much time showing you how big the Enterprise was by running all over the ship. Look how big that ship is. We have all this money we can spend for the sets. In Star Trek Into Darkness, they retread Star Trek to the Wrath of Khan. Not that Benedict Cumberbatch is a bad actor. He's great. He's also Marvel's Doctor Strange. He's a great actor. He did his best, but we have only one Khan. Why they had to retread that, I don't know. They've got another film with a different director. The guy who does Fast and Furious, Justin Lin, is doing what Star Trek Beyond. There's a trailer up now. And it looks like Fast and Furious... With the Federation or something like that. Whatever. Point is here is that at least with Star Wars, Star Wars is a marketing tool. It is. And so this film is a big commercial for all of the action figures and video games and books and soundtracks and everything else. So, of course, you have to have certain things happen. But that's true with any of these series. Certain elements are there. It doesn't mean, like I said, that it's not a bad film, as you say. You know, it moved pretty quickly. It's good popcorn entertainment. It's about two hours and 15 minutes, by the way. Yeah, 2.05, because the credits were really long. I looked at my watch when it ended, and it was just about 2.05, so it's like 10 minutes of credits. Sure. And, and there are no scenes after the credits that you have to stay for. It's not like Marvel's The Avengers, where they're eating in a Middle East restaurant after the first film, which is the most ridiculous thing. You see this old Middle East restaurant, probably in New York City, and they're all sitting down eating a Middle East dish. And someone is cleaning the floors in the back. You have to see it. I thought that was fun. But it's ridiculous to want to have to wait till the credits show the spoilers for another film or something else. Part of the reason is that by the time the credits roll, what do you want to do? You want to get out of the theater. You want to get back to your car, especially if it's crowded and you have to drive a little ways. Yeah. So that's unfortunate. So I'm glad they just end the film 
and let you go about your business. We've got Kirk McElhern, a little bit of pop culture before we get into some things involving Apple and technology. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. If your Mac has slowed down or isn't performing like it used to, there's a smart alternative to buying a new machine thanks to OWC. With easy do-it-yourself upgrades for every Mac, OWC has what you need to get the most from your computer. From memory and SSDs to ultra-fast external storage, take it from me. You'll discover all the ways you can upgrade your Mac today at MacSales.com. That's MacSales.com. As you know, neighbors, web hosting can be pretty cheap, but not all hosting is the same. DreamHost wins best of awards year after year. You get unlimited disk space, unlimited bandwidth, and even the low-cost plans put your sites on high-performance SSDs. Want to know more about what DreamHost has to offer? Go to technightowl.com slash host. Once again, that's technightowl.com slash host. My dad was 59 when he collapsed from a heart attack late last year. Just this past August was when we spread his ashes on the St. Croix River. I loved my dad, but boy was he stubborn. He hadn't been to the doctor in over 25 years. His excuse? He simply couldn't afford it. He wasn't a rich man by any means. At less than $107 per month, libertyoncall.org would have been the perfect alternative for my father. Don't wait. Go to libertyoncall.org right now for not just your sake, but for the sake of your loved ones. Again, that's libertyoncall.org. Are your Google search results killing you? Unflattering content in blogs, news articles, online reviews, social media, or other sources can jeopardize your reputation, your business, and your livelihood. Let Reputation.com help. Our patented technology will make the truth about you more visible while pushing down unwanted negative content. Improve your Google search results. Call Reputation.com at 1-800-831-0771 for a free consultation. That's 800-831-0771. Removing bad taste and odor from your drinking water is easy. Removing the bad stuff you don't taste is what ProPure does best. Water the way nature meant it to be. Clean, crisp, and refreshing. See the complete line of ProPure countertop, inline gravity, and household water filtration products. Visit your authorized ProPure dealer or ProPureUSA.com. That's P-R-O-P-U-R-U-S-A.com. Or call 800-544-3533. Did you know that home break-ins increase more than 100% during the holidays? It takes just 10 seconds for an intruder to kick in your door. But police response to a home alarm system is more than 20 minutes. And intruders are in and out of your home in 5 minutes. Thieves know that you're not home and have presents inside just waiting to be taken. And if you are home, how safe will you feel with an intruder lurking inside with your family? That's why police across the country are recommending you use door armor. Proven to withstand the force of a battering ram, door armor keeps intruders out. It's easy to install and barely visible, and your door armor is guaranteed for life. Go to InvasionStopper.com for a very special buy one, get one at half off deal. These savings are for a limited time and only available to GCN listeners. Protect your valuables and loved ones this holiday season. Go to InvasionStopper.com now. That's InvasionStopper.com. 
Are you looking to sell body armor? Want to make extra money selling body armor at your local gun shows? With low minimum buys and great returns, KB Armor is the answer. Make money in your spare time. It's American-made body armor with the quickest turnaround in the industry, which means you get your product when you need it at very competitive rates. And they'll ship it to you for free. If you own a business, give them a call today at 855-488-KB. That's 855-488-2284. Or go to kbarmor.com. Come and take it. What are you listening to? The Tech Night Isle Live with Gene Steinberg. What's going to happen next? You never know. Now, the one thing where I think The Force Awakens worked well is 3D. I know you are not able to see 3D, but for those who could... If you want to spend a little bit extra, it might be worth it. My son Grayson took his dad out to the movies, and we had a choice. 3D now, with the screen being 42% filled, the audience, or wait 40 minutes for the film without 3D and save a dollar apiece. It's his dime. He said, let's do the 3D. And the 3D was pretty decent. It's because they didn't overwhelm you with the effects. It just naturally provided extra dimension to the film and i thought that I, was I didn't get the feeling watching the movie that it was made for 3d i remember i think avatar was the first big 3d movie and there were all sorts of shots where you could tell that these shots were done just to show off the 3d and i didn't have that feeling at all with the star wars movie it was more subtle it wasn't obvious it just gives it an extra added dimension but that's it there's no reason to see it now if you're a star wars fan go see the film even if you just want a couple of hours of entertainment, and it's not going to take you anywhere. It's not going to change your attitude, change your mind. You just want to be entertained. Go see it. A lot of people are. This film threatens to challenge Avatar for the most popular movie ever. Has it not yet gotten... I keep seeing things. It's, it's, it's past a billion dollars in box office. How much did Avatar do? Over two billion Oh, okay. I have it right here. Okay. I'm sure you do. Okay, right in front of me. A lot of this, of course, is I think the dollars are adjusted to today's dollars. It's number 10. Above it, Iron Man 3, Frozen, Harry Potter, Deathly Hallows, Avengers Age of Ultron, Furious 7, The Avengers, Jurassic World, Titanic, and Avatar. It's not even halfway there. I'm just looking at a list here. But it's not even halfway there in, what, two weeks? And it's not opened in China yet. Well... Avatar is $2.8 billion. That's an awful lot of money. You can start a company with that. And he's making two more sequels. But it's the kind of film where you look at it and you wonder, does this film need a sequel? Well, someone posted something on Twitter asking, do you remember anything from Avatar? Personally, I thought it was a stupid movie, so I don't remember anything other than the blue people. But it's a good question. It's old enough that people can't remember it, and a sequel isn't going to... It'll have a certain popularity. Because Avatar was really the first big 3D movie. And, you know, it was all sorts of fancy CGI and all that. So that's what really made it popular, I think. The, the story was just horrible. It was just terrible. I find it interesting, looking at this list, how many of these movies are recent. Are these really adjusted? Because... This can't be adjusted for inflation, these numbers. I don't know. I'm only guessing with that. 
Jurassic World, uh, Marvel, The Avengers, Furious 7, Avengers Age of Ultron, these are all very recent movies. Frozen, Iron Man 3, you know, these are movies in the past three years. So these can't be adjusted for inflation. I have to look at that. There's nothing in the listing from Box Office Mojo. Yeah, that's where I am. That's where you are. That says that, so I don't know. Yeah. The point being here that you've got, in 2015 alone, you've got one, two, three, four, five films from 2015, all grossing over a billion dollars worldwide. And two of them currently playing, Minions and Star Wars Force Awakens. Hey. I didn't see Minions either. I don't even know what a Minion is. I I mean, I know what a Minion is, but, you know, not for the movie thing. Anyway, if you want to see the ultimate dysfunctional family film and have fun, Star Wars. It's funny how this dysfunctional family thing works. You know, the TV series Supergirl was about a dysfunctional family, too. Do you know that? I'm really tired of this term dysfunctional family because it's like it's used as an excuse to make characters who are unrealistic. Sure. We all know that you sit around Thanksgiving dinner and and your uncle... Lenny is going to be drunk and your aunt, whatever, is going to be angry and and people are going to get into fights. But that doesn't make dysfunctional families. But whatever. We're we're straying from the theme of the show, which was, what was the theme of the show today, by the way? Well, we'll make it up as we go along. The reason I say dysfunctional families in this case is because you have members of the family who want to just take over the galaxy. Well, a dysfunctional family is, is people who don't get along in a family. Here, they're just homicidal maniacs. Right, that's different. That's totally different. In the TV series Supergirl, which you probably haven't seen, two of the main villains are her aunt and her uncle. Okay. But is she an orphan? Well, of course she's an orphan. She was okay, sent so, to Earth. Uh, she yeah. was sent to Earth at the same time as her cousin Kal-El, who was Superman. But in the story here, she's caught in the Phantom Zone for 24 years. So she lands on Earth. She's still a 12-year-old girl, but Superman is already a guy in his 20s. Okay. And she has to find her place in the world. Okay? That's the theory. What makes me interested is, because I've said this before, one of the co-creators of Supergirl, the late Otto Binder, fairly well-known science fiction writer, I knew him years ago. So I'm looking at his creation. Let's talk about other things here. Let's talk about something we think about as we enter 2016. Just like that Beatles um, song from George Harrison called Tax Man. Well, ah, it looks it, like Apple has a tax problem. Yeah, Ap- Apple has agreed to pay 318 million euros, which is, I guess, around 350 to 400 million dollars um, for tax fraud in Italy. It seems that they had uh, avoided, in air quotes, 880 million euros in taxes, and they came to an agreement um, with the authorities in Italy. Basically, what happens is Apple set up a company called Apple Sales International, um, which is domiciled in Ireland and which is not considered to be tax resident in the country. Apple Sales International buys iPhones and iPads and, and Macs from Chinese companies and sells them to other to another Irish company, which then sells them to subsidiaries in different European countries. So basically, this is what you call laundering money. Apple then took all of their Italian sales and credited them to this Irish company, um, Apple Sales International. Now, 
if Apple has managed to avoid 880 million euros, so we're getting close to a billion dollars of taxes in Italy, I wonder about all the other EU countries. The Italians have made it very clear that this settlement does not stop an ongoing criminal investigation against several Apple executives. And this follows a, a European Union investigation of Apple's whole tax setup, their tax avoidance um, system that they're doing in, in Ireland. So I don't think Italy is, is the largest market in Europe by any stretch of the imagination. I know that Macs and iPhones and all that are very popular in the UK, France, and Germany. My guess is, given the population, Italy probably comes in fourth. So if there is more than a billion dollars worth of taxes owed in other European countries, um, you know, say the, the countries larger than Italy, this could be a, a very serious domino effect. The, the interesting point is that Apple negotiated. They weren't fined. It wasn't that there was a decision and someone said, you're paying it. They negotiated down from 880 to 318 million. But that, of course, admits, even though they don't, they're not going to come out and admit guilt, this admits guilt. So the other European countries are certainly looking into this. Well, right now, it's not a lot of money, but Apple could be saddled with a fairly large expense. A few hundred million dollars? No. A few billion? No. Well, but- so, so this covers the years 2009 to 2013, I think it says. I don't know how far back they can go with audits. Uh, in, when I was living in France, it was 10 years. Apple's had this set up for a very long time in Europe. And if all these countries go back, I mean, it's, it's foolish to speculate, but we, we could be in double figure billions of dollars, which, of course, the Apple's drop in the bucket. How much do they have stashed away um, outside the U.S.? Is it 180 billion cash or, or 200 or something like that? The total is 200, most of which is stashed outside the U.S. So it's very clear that one of the reasons they have so much of that is because they've been avoiding taxes. This isn't new. Um, th- there was a New York Times article a couple years ago that looked into this and sort of did the follow the money to like little companies in the Cayman Islands and all sorts of shell corporations and, and, and the way they kind of slide money back and forth between companies. And let, let's be clear, Apple is not the only ones doing this. Um, you've got Google and Facebook doing it. You've got Amazon doing it. Um, so... I think it's very good. Apple owes this money. European countries are getting screwed out of tax money that could be very helpful in in times of difficult economic situations. Um, I would like to see Apple pay what it's supposed to. Tim Quote famously said, we pay every tax dollar we owe. Note that he said dollar. He didn't say euro, pound, um, or any other currency. Let's break. we got more to come on the Tech Night Owl Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that too in Graphic Converter. Also print catalogs. Convert from so many 
formats I can't even list them. Download now to see if Graphic Converter is good for you, like one and a half million other users. Guess what? You could save money when you buy Graphic Converter. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL to get a special price for Graphic Converter. Go to LemkeSoft.com. That's L-E-M-K-E Soft.com. LemkeSoft.com. L-E-M-K-E Soft.com. We've had an amazing year here at Supernatural Silver. We've truly enjoyed the fantastic response from thousands of people as they've tried our extraordinary product and we're thrilled at the life-changing results people have. Our company email is continually full of happy, satisfied customers who thank us for the help they've received from Supernatural Silver. This holiday season, as you think of gifts to give your loved ones, consider giving Supernatural Silver, a gift that can help provide good health and wellness, a gift that can change lives and make a real difference in a world where we are constantly exposed to dangerous health threats. Give yourself and your loved ones a fighting chance. Give Supernatural Silver. Go to SupernaturalSilver.com and use the promo code HOLIDAY2015 for 20% off. And this holiday season, we wish you and yours the blessings of peace and good health from all of us here at SupernaturalSilver.com. Welcome back to the Tech Night Owl Live, where you never know what's going to happen next. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. So, let me tell you how it must be. It's one for you, 19 for me. But it's never going to happen to... Apple, they'll find a way around this. No, they won't. They'll pay taxes. They'll have to reorganize a little bit. Now, here's where the U.S. is missing the boat. There are hundreds of billions of dollars overseas, for sure. And if they say, we'll let you bring in that money at a reduced tax rate, there's a lot of money they can claim there and still be fair to the companies. But why would they say that? A tax holiday. Because you want them to, in the future pay more their fair share so you got to do something you have to give them a break all you're about doing all you're share. doing is telling these companies keep the money overseas long enough and we'll let you get a discount because there was a tax holiday like this some years ago i think they made a one-time thing it might have been under obama of a 15 percent tax rate or something relatively low why tell companies again sure wait 10 years and then you can bring the money back and save billions see what what really gets me is And I don't want to single out Apple. I want to say tech companies, okay? All these companies are saying, well, you know, we've made this money, but it costs a lot to bring it back. We don't want to have to pay this tax. But all these tech companies are benefiting from everything the U.S. government has done to create the environment in which they could flourish. Everything from building the internet to interstate highways to negotiating treaties with different countries to enforcing patent law around the world. I mean, look at Apple's current patent struggles with Samsung. What are they getting, two or three or four hundred million dollars from Samsung? So it's not like the company doesn't owe this money. I mean, no one likes to pay taxes. But the way you hear some people talk about it, it's as if, well, we made the money overseas. There's no reason for us to pay it here. They're not being double taxed. They get to deduct any tax they've paid overseas, which in Apple's case and other companies is quite low because they've worked out deals um, with countries like Ireland. 
by the way, Ireland's being investigated. When Apple worked out this deal and when some of the other countries did, Ireland was really the third world country of the European Union. It got a lot of grants from the European Union to rebuild itself. And it became uh, a pretty powerful country over the years. But at the time when these agreements were worked out, Ireland was not a prosperous country. So they just wanted anything they could get. There you go. So they did something when they were weak and now they're strong, but they're saddled with these old regulations. It's not even weak and strong and old regulations. What they did is they set up what the, the European Union would like to call a disloyal agreement. Um, you know, it's similar to the way one state is going to give someone a tax break to move their business to that state. Um, it creates artificial competition. It makes everyone suffer by lowering the amount of taxes they're going to earn from companies. You know, it's similar to a city paying public money for a sports stadium, right? Um, you know, which is essentially a private venue and tens or hundreds of millions of dollars to build a sports stadium and you're just giving money away and you really don't get anything for it. Yep, yep. So where's the end game here? Obviously, well, Apple's being investigated. This may be the tip of the iceberg. Where does it go? Well, uh, Apple apparently has signed a convention with Italy for the 2015 fiscal tax year and later. For I, I guess it says, hey, we're going to be honest. Um, you can be sure that finance ministers in every other European country um, are all thinking about how they can do something similar here. And again, th there is a European Union investigation going on, and there is a criminal investigation in Italy. So I, I think, uh, on, okay, on the one hand, what they did probably wasn't entirely illegal, although what they did in Italy was illegal. I mean, setting up, setting up shop in Ireland wasn't necessarily illegal. They negotiated, they got a low tax rate. Um, what they did in Italy is they just simply didn't report income uh, for goods that they sold in Italy. The problem now is this could really tarnish the brand um, in the, the near-term future. You know, o over here, we're seeing... So I, I think Starbucks is a good example. They, they made, I'm, I'm guessing, hundreds of millions of pounds in sales here, and they paid something like 11 million in taxes, like next to nothing, because they managed to funnel all their income through another country. And Starbucks has taken a, a hit as far as their reputation is concerned. And people are aware that Starbucks is a tax evading company. Um, if Apple develops a reputation like that, it's not something that they should really be carrying around. Yeah, Apple is supposed to be this squeaky clean company, environmentally sensitive, all that stuff. Yep. So we'll see. We'll see. Um, but I think this is the tip of the iceberg and we're going to see a lot coming in the near future. It's, it's fair to say that it's not Tim Cook who set this up. Um, this predates Cook. And I think it actually started in the 1980s, um, the whole Irish thing. It was just refined under Steve Jobs. All right. Let's see how that works for 2016. Do you think they're going to try to do something in the U.S. for a tax holiday, another one? Or is that train's kind of left the station i have no idea as i said i think all it does is it tells companies just wait 10 years and you'll be able to get a discount on your your income and it's probably not difficult for apple to spend the money it has overseas 
Um, I mean, who knows how they do it? Maybe they're paying to get all their iPhones manufactured with overseas money, which isn't taxed, and maybe that's more beneficial. Maybe they're paying with money from the U.S. because it is taxed, and they're taking it as an expense. Um, so it lowers the U.S. income tax. So no matter what you do, the fact that that money is just sitting around there and it's not being taxed is is just it's cheating the government. And the government is you and me. And some people will say that corporation tax is a tax on consumers, and it's not true. Corporation tax is a tax on shareholders. Um, shareholders take a risk when they invest in a company. As part of the risk, they are taxed at a lower rate for capital gains. Um, so a corporation tax sort of offsets some of the benefit that a corporation makes. It, it offsets the, the, the risk advantage that shareholders are given. So it, it's, just, it just, it's just not fair. You know, a company making this much money, um, think of a few billion dollars. What could it pay for? Food stamps, college tuition, um, veterans benefits, health care, all the things it could pay for. Um, in a country like the U.S. and over here in smaller countries, we, we've just had floods here in the U.K., fortunately not where I am. And they're talking about um, a cost to the economy of, of several billion pounds. And this because the government cut back on building flood defenses. I think they cut 250 million pounds of flood defenses. Um, the Apple tax could pay for all these flood defenses, just you know, for one example. Mm. A lot of advantages, a lot of disadvantages. Tax man. Yep. What's going to So the Beatles, huh? Yeah, speaking of the Beatles. Okay, so as of Christmas Eve, the Beatles are streaming everywhere. Now, originally, what was it, 2011 or so, iTunes gets the exclusive, I'm buying Beatles music. So now it's available on all sorts of streaming labels. Not that the surviving Beatles or the heirs of John Lennon and George Harrison need any more money. Even well, we Ringo doesn't that. need the money. We don't know that, but yeah. I say more power to them as long as they're paying taxes on what they earn. More power to them to keep exploiting their back catalog. Because they don't have long. You know, over here... Um, it's 50 years. The performance uh, copyright is 50 years. So some of this stuff, I'm, well, maybe there's a difference here. I'm not sure how it works. So you can renew some things, but some you can't. So I don't know. Um, but what I find interesting is, I think, was it 70 million Beatles songs were streamed on Spotify? I saw a number go by. Um there's two possibilities. One is there's a lot of old people like you and me who were using streaming services. And the other is that a lot of young people saying, well, hey, this is a big deal. Everyone's talking about it, so I'm going to listen to it. Let's go more into the Beatles streaming everywhere. Kirk McElhern and Gene Steinberg, you're in the Tech Night Out Live. If your Mac has slowed down or isn't performing like it used to, there's a smart alternative to buying a new machine thanks to OWC. With easy do-it-yourself upgrades for every Mac, OWC has what you need to get the most from your computer. From memory and SSDs to ultra-fast external storage, take it from me. You'll discover all the ways you can upgrade your Mac today 
at MaxSales.com. That's MaxSales.com. So here's what happened. I was placing an order online. The site went down. It just stopped responding. It took hours before it returned, but I'd already placed the order with another company. If your site goes down, you could lose business. And if you have a business or personal site, you'll want to know it's easy to run and it will stay online. At iWeb, your site is hosted on one of the most reliable networks in the world. Check it out. iWeb.com. That's iWeb.com. Winter has just begun, and are you already tired of being cold? How would you like to never be cold again? This is Dale with Fortress Clothing, and I'm here to tell you, you will never be cold again with Fortress. If you're tired of freezing your butt off, elk hunting, sitting in a tree stand, deer hunting, winter camping, fishing, ice fishing, no longer fear the cold. If you snowmobile, ski, snowboard, get Fortress. Sledding with the kids, shoveling the walks, shopping, or if you or your spouse get cold feet at home, get Fortress. If you're stuck outside working in the cold or find yourself in an emergency situation, get our winter bug out bag and you will never be cold again. Fortress is the answer, so quit complaining and go to FortressClothing.com. It's a mid-layer garment that goes with anything you want to wear. Enter coupon code RADIO and get 20% off any item. Go now while we still have inventory. FortressClothing.com No other network provides the level of customer service we do. When it comes to radio advertising, we are your one-stop shop. And no matter how big or small your business is, we can help. Email us at advertise at GCNlive.com and an experienced advertising executive will help you take the first step towards driving more customers to your business or website. Advertise at GCNlive.com. Easy, affordable, effective. This is a healthcare alert from the Pain Relief Hotline. If you, a family member, or a loved one suffers from knee, back, shoulder, or ankle pain and have Medicare as your primary insurance, we've got great news. You don't have to suffer any longer. You can immediately qualify for a pain-relieving brace at little or no cost to you by calling our 24-7 Pain Relief Hotline at 866-389-0620. Delivery is free and all paperwork is handled for you. If you are on Medicare and have knee, back, shoulder, or ankle pain, don't wait you can qualify to immediately receive a pain-relieving brace at little or no cost by calling our 24-7 pain hotline now at 866-389-0620. Our representatives are standing by 24-7 to take your call and rush you your pain-relieving brace at little or no cost to you. Shipping is free and all paperwork is handled for you. Just call 866-389-0620. That's 866-389-0620. Again, 866-389-0620. Just recently, we've witnessed some of the most catastrophic disasters in history. Be sure to prepare yourself with great-tasting, high-quality, GMO-free food that has a 25-year shelf life. Of course, we're talking about the foods from SurvivalFoodAlliance.com. And don't forget, the human body needs up to three quarts of water every day to remain healthy and hydrated. So check out our water bricks at SurvivalFoodAlliance.com. Go to SurvivalFoodAlliance.com or call 877-223-1776.
we'd like to hear from you. If you have any thoughts or comments about the Tech Night Owl Live, please get in touch at news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. Looking for past episodes? We've got hundreds at technightowl.com slash radio. That's technightowl.com slash radio. Or subscribe on iTunes. So for the new year, we'd like you to get Tech Night Owl Plus. It's very simple to find out how to do it. Go to plus.technightowl.com, P-L-U-S.technightowl.com. Check our low subscription rates for month to month, all the way to a lifetime subscription for the ad-free version of this show. And more stuff to come, plus.technightowl.com. So for us old codgers, the Beatles are now available for streaming Spotify, Apple Music, Lots of places. For young people discovering them for the first time. You know, it's not like some artists today or many where every song they sing sounds the same. The Beatles, the differences are amazing. In fact, if you look at it online, there is a video about five or six minutes from a drummer who duplicates the drum sound of a lot of the Beatles' major hits. Everything from While My Guitar Gently Weeps to Hey Jude to all sorts of classic Beatles songs. It's amazing the variation in what Ringo Starr did. Yeah, the the Beatles have a a broad palette. It's fair to say that the first two albums or so, a lot of the stuff sounds alike. But after that, it really broadens. And and yeah, this is, you know, it's, it's classical music. It's reached that stage now, you know, the Beatles, the Stones... Um, I'd even argue the Grateful Dead, Bob Dylan. These things are classical music. They're beyond just the sort of standard pop music now. And yeah, if a lot of people are discovering the Beatles because of streaming, then I think that's great. The thing about it, again, is all the things they explored, all the musical genres. I saw a TV show, I think, in the 1960s, Leonard Bernstein. And he's pointing out all the different influences of the Beatles. And he goes into some of the instrumentation, the rhythms, things that just went so far beyond what we normally expected from them. Yeah, that was, what was it called? Panorama? He had a, a series of shows. You can get them, you probably see them on YouTube, but you get them on DVD. And he talks about things like Bach and Beethoven, but also jazz and the Beatles and, and other types of music like that. I think part of it also was because their original producer, George Martin, allowed them so much creativity in the studio. And he helped them along, I think, a lot in discovering different things that maybe they wouldn't have explored. There were no limits. It wasn't like you have today where they take an artist and they pasteurize them and they homogenize them. And this is why, for example, if I give one particular artist who's really been acclaimed and appears to be a very nice person, Taylor Swift, I listened to the introductory 30 seconds or a minute samplings of her 1989 album, and I couldn't tell the difference from one song to the next. Yeah, yeah, they're all the same, and they're all the same. There's a particular style of pop music these days, and it's all written by a couple of Swedish guys, and the production is, it's just, it's in your face. It's, it's, it uses audio, uh, dynamic range compression to make everything sound loud, um, it's just, it's annoying. Yeah, why do we want that? And, and I wasn't familiar. I knew, I knew that Taylor Swift was a country singer. I remember seeing her um, on the iTunes store years ago with long, curly, blonde hair. Um, I had never heard her country music. 
So it's quite a change for her to go from, I guess, mid-list country or maybe, you know, A-list country to a totally different sort of pop dance music. But it's a, it's a producer's album. It's a producer who wrote the songs. It's a producer who produced them. Um, it's, you know, it's not the same idea of music. Say, say what you want about George Martin. What he did is he made the music sound as good as possible rather than building the music to have a singer sing it. I mean, the Beatles wrote all that music, whereas now what happens is, you know, these are singers who sing songs that other people write, and, you know, it's just, it's not the same. Will it ever be the same again? You know, it's one of the things here where, and this makes us old again, my wife and I listen to music from the 60s and 70s, and the first few notes of a lot of them, very distinctive, you know which song it is. Nowadays, it's almost impossible to tell. Um, I think it's because you're not familiar. Because, you know, if we did a name that tune with some really old songs, you and I'd be able to pick up, you know, all you need is the first couple of maracas shakes of Sympathy for the Devil or the first chord of It's a Hard Day's Night. If if we were as familiar with new songs as we are with the old ones, I'm sure that, you know, we'd catch the beat of a lot of popular songs. It's just that we're just not, you know, we're not plugged into that stuff. Exactly. And maybe if we understood that, we'd be able to listen to that. Now, there's certain artists there that continue to impress me. Lady Gaga, where she sings so many different styles, well, even traditional pop music. And she has a real voice that she can just sing a cappella or with a piano. And not all artists can do that and get away with that. Another example of an artist who could really do well, I was listening to Howard Stern a couple of weeks ago. Now, John Fogarty. Oh, I thought you were going to say that Howard Stern was an artist who could do well. Okay. I, you never, didn't let me finish my sentence, my friend. I know. John Fogarty was a guest. And he's, I think, 70 now. He has written an autobiography. Yeah. And he sits there with his guitar. He's 70 years old. And the way you, he's using that voice, it has to be pretty ragged now, right? No. Sings a couple of his old Cretan songs. His voice is perfect. His guitar playing is perfect. This is a real artist. Doesn't need anything. Well, this is a real artist who hasn't been touring a lot. I mean, you know, Dylan's 74. You can say what you like about his voice. It's nothing like his voice when he was younger. But he does 100 concerts a year, and that's taxing. John Fogarty doesn't do that. Um, I, I was thinking, you said John Fogarty. I was also thinking James Taylor, who had an album that I think hit number one on the Billboard charts this year. And he's about the same age. But again, these aren't people who tour a lot. So you're not going to have the same sort of wear and tear as you would, um, you know, listen to Mick Jagger, who doesn't tour a lot. Yet when he does, he really gives everything. You hear that he just can't hit the medium high notes anymore when you hear some of the live stuff recently. I also heard some live stuff from Paul McCartney. And... There were problems there. Yeah, but we don't expect them to sound... We shouldn't expect them to sound the way they did when they were 20. No, I understand. And as I mentioned earlier, I saw Dylan um, in October for the first time. Never saw him live before. Um, sure, his voice is gone, but there's a certain charm in that voice that has 50, almost 60 years of experience. And the way he can sing a song and the way he can you know, perform for a crowd. 
So the, the voice, the voice going, that's not a big deal. What, what, what's really important is the magic. When you get a performer, as you say, John Fogarty, he's just all he needs is his guitar and his voice. And you get a performer like that who can still grab the audience immediately when he sings. There it is. Hey, if, if you haven't seen this, um, anyone out there in Radioland, you know, one of the probably the most widely played FM radio song of the 1970s was Stairway to Heaven. Exactly. Um, Let's go into that in a moment, okay? Okay. We're going to climb another stairway here, Stairway to Advertisers, on the Tech Night Out Live. You are listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. No other network provides the level of customer service we do. When it comes to radio advertising, we are your one-stop shop. And no matter how big or small your business is, we can help. Email us and advertise at GCNlive.com. And an experienced advertising executive will help you take the first step towards driving more customers to your business or website. Advertise at GCNlive.com. Easy, affordable, effective. Owe $10,000 or more to the IRS? Get on board with the tax admiral. Don't take on the IRS alone. I'll cut penalties and reduce your overall tax bill. Sometimes I can even get it zeroed out completely. We're an A-rated company helping people clean up their mess with the IRS. If you owe $10,000 or more, then call the tax admiral. Call 800-287-7180. Again, that's 800-287-7180. 800-287-7180. Does being over 40 make you feel like half the man you used to be? You feel more tired, out of shape, not in the mood like you used to be? Thanks to an exclusive formula, you can help boost testosterone levels safely and naturally. Introducing Ageless Male, a life-changing supplement for men tested to help increase testosterone levels. You'll notice a boost in your energy levels, workouts work, sex life improves. It's like a light switch goes on. Try Ageless Male risk-free if you would like to experience what taking Ageless Male can feel like. Support for healthy, normal testosterone levels, healthy energy, and increased performance, and more romance when you want it. Call 1-800-327-4821. That's 1-800-327-4821. 800-327-4821. 800-327-4821. That's 1-800-327-4821. Paid non-attorney spokesperson Adam Pulaski of the Pulaski Law Firm with principal office in Houston, Texas. is the attorney responsible for the content of this ad. This ad is not legal advice, and the choice of a lawyer should not be based solely upon advertisement. Services may not be available in all states. Attention Zarelto users. If you or a loved one took Zarelto and suffered a serious bleeding event, you may be entitled to financial compensation. Zarelto is a popular prescription blood thinner used to prevent blood clots and protect patients from strokes. These serious bleeding events have led to numerous cases of hospitalization and even death. Phone lines are open 24-7. Call 800-261-0937. That's 800-261-0937. Don't complain about your cable bill going up and up and up. Do something about it. Grab a pencil and jot down this special number. one 855 905 MyTV. The more cable TV rates go up, the better digital satellite TV looks. 
Say goodbye to the cable guy and get more of your favorite channels in 100% digital quality for less money. Call 1-855-905-MYTV. Sign up for packages starting as low as $19.99 and there's no equipment to buy. You get free HD TV upgrade, a free DVR upgrade, and free professional installation. You control what you watch when you watch it. Record your favorite shows, pause and rewind live TV, even skip the commercials. Watch local channels too. At just $19.99, what are you waiting for? Pull out your major credit or debit card. Call 1-855-905-MYTV. 1-855-905-MYTV. Say goodbye to the cable guy. Cut costs and get more. 1-855-905-MYTV. 1-855-905-MYTV. Are you looking to sell body armor? Want to make extra money selling body armor at your local gun shows? With low minimum buys and great returns, Katie Armor is the answer. Make money in your spare time. It's American-made body armor with the quickest turnaround in the industry, which means you get your product when you need it at very competitive rates. And they'll ship it to you for free. If you own a business, give them a call today at 855-488-KATIE. That's 855-488-2284. Or go to katiearmor.com. Come and take it. You're listening to the Tech Night Owl live with Gene Steinberg. You never know what's going to happen next. In the 1970s, Led Zeppelin's Stairway to Heaven, one of the most popular songs on radio. Played forever, still being played quite a bit. Yep. All right. Now, this is the Tech Night Out Live. We've got Kirk McElhern with us. He's the iTunes guy. He loves music. And we were talking now earlier about pop culture. Now we're getting into the music in light of the fact that the Beatles are streaming now on the major services. So what about Stairway to Heaven that you want to tell us? Yeah. So Stairway to Heaven, everyone knows this song by heart. Well, Almost everyone. I don't think we know the lyrics. Most people no, don't know No, 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 but we know the music. We know, you know, it starts out with the uh, gentle acoustic guitar with the little arpeggios, and then it builds up to the crescendos at the end and all that. One of the most amazing performances you will ever hear and see of this song, if you go on YouTube and you look up Led Zeppelin Kennedy Center, what's the name of the woman who sings in heart? Annie Wilson? Nancy Wilson? Nancy Wilson and Hart sing this song in front of the guys from Led Zeppelin who are at the Kennedy Center with Barack Obama and a whole bunch of other people. And you can't not have tears in your eyes when you watch this. That's one of the rare instances where a cover song works. It works so incredibly well. See, I just went to YouTube and it has autoplay on now. Um, It works so incredibly well because they changed the song a great deal yet they managed to maintain all of the energy in the song. And, I mean, you just got to look at their face. Robert Plant and Jimmy Page, who are sitting up there as as the, this song is going on, they, they're just blown away by it, too. So by all means, look it up. It shows up as Anne and Nancy Wilson Hart, Stairway to Heaven, Kennedy Center, Honors Led Zeppelin. So it's got just under 8 million views so far. I'm going to have to look at that. I've never seen you've it. Never, you've never seen this. Oh, and... So the drummer is Jason Bonham. He is the son of the original drummer. Right. The son of the original drummer, John Bonham. No, seriously, after the show, you've got to watch this. You know, I will. I think I will. I have to place a phone call. But after that phone call, I will do that. 
I promise you. Let's get into some other topics. Let's look at Apple in 2015 and 2016 and look at the things you've written. So many commentaries over at Kirkville, also articles from Macworld, etc. Where do you think maybe you missed the boat? Hmm. What did I get wrong? Um, I, I made a prediction that Apple was going to release something for Windows um, some months ago. And I was expecting them to either come out with iWork or, or Photos. Um, and that was definitely wrong. Um, this was when, was this the September new product event where it was being a broadcast on Windows as well as on the standard things because something to do with Windows using whatever video codec. It had something to do with that. And and I kind of thought that maybe they were going to, because iCloud being as important as it is, and so many iPhone users having Windows PCs, I kind of expected that they, and they might still do it, but um, I expected that they would bring some iCloud um, features to Windows. And and I still think Photos would be the, the type of feature that they would bring to a, to the Windows platform. Now, I understand um, there is an iCloud for Windows. Yeah, but it's it's an iCloud. It All it does is it manages the syncing. Um, and you can access iCloud.com um, through a web browser, but you don't have the Photos app and you don't have the iWork apps. You can use the iWork apps online, but they're really quite limited. Um, one thing I didn't get wrong is the mess that is Apple Music. I'm constantly getting emails, comments on my website and on my Macworld articles, um, the problems are just horrendous. Metadata is bad. Album art gets changed. Stuff gets deleted. Stuff disappears. Um, that's just, I feel really bad for Apple. Um, why did they bother to, you know, wh- why can't they get it right? I'm not sure it's that hard to get it right. And, and I'm just not sure what, I don't understand what they're thinking. Um, when they come out with something that's so hostile to music lovers? Well, I tried Apple Music for three months. I gave it up. I'm not the only one. I guess they still have some odd million there in terms of paid subscribers. Maybe some it's by attrition. I don't know. They just signed up and they don't mind. Or people forgot to to cancel. And and I think that was the, the, the initial thought early on in the first couple of months is you had people signed up and, and didn't remember to cancel. Um, they're going to get subscribers. They, they certainly are. And th- that's not the, the, it's not the question of getting a, a couple million subscribers, but they were talking about a target of a hundred or 150 million, which frankly, there aren't that many paid subscribers to all the streaming services in the world. And of course that begs the more serious question, are people willing to pay 10 bucks a month um, for streaming music. And, and I think most people simply aren't. They're, they're happy with Spotify's free tier or they're happy just looking up something on YouTube and playing it on YouTube, which um, a lot of people don't realize is the largest music streaming service in the world. Yes, but understand that Spotify has 20 million paid customers. Yeah, but that's not a lot. And that's over a number of years. Yes, so, you, you know, it, it's, it's a pretty stable number. There's no growth in there, or, or the growth is relatively slow. Because the other thing is Apple's present in so many more countries than Spotify. Spotify, I think, is in 20 countries. Apple's in at least 150 with Apple Music. Um, so 
you know, Apple's got, uh, I don't think Spotify's in China, for, for example, or India. Uh, so Apple's got a huge market compared to Spotify. Yes. Yeah, so obviously Apple could, we think, get more, a lot more, but it's not going to happen overnight. This may take a year or two. Because remember, it took Spotify, what, eight years to get its current numbers? Uh, Spotify's only been in the U.S., I think, for two or three years. So you can't really count the total time because they started out in Scandinavia, then they expanded through Western Europe. Um, it was a gradual expansion. Um, I'm, as, as we talk, I'm looking on Wikipedia to find when Spotify moved into the U.S. I think it was two years ago um, at the end of the year. So you can't really, you can't compare it. U.S., no, 2011, sorry, so that's four years. Okay. But still, for the first few years, they were only available um, in a handful of countries. And even now, it's still only about 20 countries, which isn't a lot. So we have to see what numbers is Apple produced by the end of the year. Maybe they'll mention something like that in January. It was 6 million, I think, as of, what, October? I think they gave a figure of six and a half million, but they didn't say whether that was users or accounts. Because remember... Um, they've got a family plan. I think it's up to five users. So if they're counting users and not accounts, then they're overinflating the numbers. And to be fair, Apple's family plan at 15 bucks is a really good bargain. So if, you know, two parents, two kids, um, that's a really good deal. And I don't think Spotify currently has a family plan. I think it's easier for them to count accounts is so much as users but we'll have to see well but they use the word users sorry um spotify has family plans it's 14.99 for two people and 29.99 for five and apples is up to six people for for 15 dollars. so apple's half price compared to spotify um for a family plan for a larger family plan so is apple going to get the message this year i would like to think if they're fixing apple music they'll fix itunes and I want to ask yeah. you about that as we get to the final segment of the show. This is our first episode of 2016. So we have a long way to go to see where Apple goes, where Apple takes things. But obviously, iTunes remains one of the most important Apple apps. It's on Mac. It's on Windows. Does Apple fix iTunes now that it's become a big mess and gets messier all the time? We're going to try to clean things out. I was thinking of a line from Batman that I'll tell you in the next <laughs> segment with Gene Steinberg, Kirk McElhern on the Tech Night Out Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that too in Graphic Converter. Also print catalogs. Convert from so many 
formats, I can't even list them. Download now to see if Graphic Converter is good for you, like one and a half million other users. Guess what? You could save money when you buy Graphic Converter. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL to get a special price for Graphic Converter. Go to LemkeSoft.com. That's L-E-M-K-E Soft.com. LemkeSoft.com. L-E-M-K-E Soft.com. We use mobile devices right against our bodies every day, but growing scientific evidence has emerged showing serious health risks associated with exposure to EMF radiation emitted from these devices. The solution is Defender Shield, the most effective mobile radiation shielding ever developed. Defender Shield blocks virtually 100% of EMF radiation from cell phones, tablets, and laptops and starts at just $64.99. Buy now at DefenderShield.com. For 10% off, use promo code GCN. DefenderShield.com, the worldwide leader in mobile radiation shielding. No other network provides the level of customer service we do. When it comes to radio advertising, we are your one-stop shop. And no matter how big or small your business is, we can help. Email us and advertise at GCNlive.com. And an experienced advertising executive will help you take the first step towards driving more customers to your business or website. Advertise at GCNlive.com. Easy, affordable, effective. Hey, Berkey Guy here. Are you still drinking unfiltered tap water? Does your water contain chlorine or fluoride? Will you have drinkable water in an emergency? The Berkey Guy is here to help you remove these and other potential contaminants from your water, thus helping you drink clean, purified water. We offer Berkey water purification systems at the lowest available prices online. Don't go another moment without Berkey System. Over the last 10 years, we've helped thousands drink clean, purified water. Join them by visiting GoBerkey.com or call me, the Berkey Guy, at 877-886-3653. That's 877-886-3653. Ted Anderson telling you about Jordan Rubin's Beyond Organic Green-Fed Raw Cheddar Artesian Cheese featuring whole milk created through ancient dairy breeding, unpasteurized, untreated whole milk on the same farm the cows graze, containing natural sources of omega-3s, CLA protein, calcium, probiotics, and enzymes. I have never tasted cheese this good, and you need to try it. Contact your Longevity distributor or call 877-878-4203 or go to GCNteam.com. You haven't experienced yogurt until you've tried a Mossy, embodying health and flavor in a true whole milk, green-fed dairy beverage. Every sip pays homage to our old-world cows and the ancient culturing methods their milk benefits from. With over 30 probiotics, a Mossy's undeniably nutritious, refined, cultured sensation bolsters your health and awakens your passion for dairy. A Mossy's so good, and you need to try it. Contact your Longevity distributor or call 877-878-4203 or go to GCNteam.com. If you're like me, you're concerned about the stock market and the economy. You're asking the questions, but it just doesn't seem that you're getting the right answers. Well, my friends at the Wealth Preservation Institute not only have the answers, but they've put together a free report, How to Survive the Upcoming Economic Collapse and Protect Your 401Ks, IRA Savings, and Retirement Income. Don't hesitate. This report's for free for a limited time by calling 888-772-2929. That's 888-772-2929. Take back your financial lives today. You're listening to the Tech Night Owl live with Gene Steinberg. You never know what's going to happen next. Hey, 
There was a line from Jack Nicholson in the first Batman movie from 1989 with Michael Keaton as Batman. And he says, this town needs an enema. What about iTunes? What does it need, Kirk McElhern? That would be a great headline for an article. I'm going to use that. iTunes needs an enema. Uh, I'm going to think of, yeah. Okay, thanks for that, Jim iTunes needs an enema. We've talked about this enough times to know that um, I'm a little bit hesitant about the idea of, as a lot of people think, that iTunes should be split up. I just don't see it being an advantage to use two or three or five different apps instead of just one. It doesn't make a difference that all these features are there. They're not all being used at the same time, so it's not a problem. If you don't use videos and audiobooks, you can hide them. You never have to see them. You don't know they're in your iTunes library. Um, I, I think that's just a specious argument, and it's just it, it misunderstands what this software does. I, I think the biggest problem now is that with Apple Music, um, the problems are less in the iTunes app than they are in the whole cloud system. So you've got problems with metadata and syncing. So I, I keep an iTunes library on my laptop. It's a test library because my main library, I simply don't trust it to, to the cloud. I'm looking at a list of 92 songs that are either waiting to upload or no longer available. When you look at what matches and what doesn't, when you look at the metadata that gets changed. So it's just that there are problems that are, it's more the cloud for me that poses problems than the iTunes app. And that really seems to be what needs to be fixed. You don't think the interface can also be adjusted or improved? I think it can be improved. I think it's confusing to have those two rows of buttons to click. The one on the left is the icons for the different media libraries. And then in the center, you have words um, that take you to different things. So I'm in the music library, and I see my music playlists um, iTunes store, and then if you have an Apple Music subscription for you and new, etc. I, I think it's a clunky interface, but that to me is less of a problem now for, for the long term of iTunes. That's less of a problem than everything that's going wrong with the cloud, problems with syncing and all that. And, and frankly, I'm, I'm really disappointed in Apple Music. I mean, I've tried to listen to as broad a variety of music as possible, um, I've added all sorts of, I wouldn't say obscure, but non-mainstream music to my library, my test library. And when I go to the For You section, I just see basically the same stuff, the same playlist over and over. They want intro to Rolling Stones, intro to U2, obviously lots of Christmas playlists, which I don't care about. There's no variety. The, the whole a Apple made such a big deal about discovery, which, which I think is wrong. People don't want to discover music. They just want to hear what's popular, most people. And all that Apple Music does to me is show me albums that I've got in my library and stuff that I've listened to. I don't want to listen to... So I've got an Allman Brothers album, so they give me an intro to the Allman Brothers band. I've got one album that doesn't suggest that I really need to know more or want to know more, and, and there aren't enough options in this For You thing. And, you know, you, you click the little ellipsis button you choose i don't like this but it doesn't go away and it doesn't seem to change the types of recommendations so the issue here is not so much the interface but being brain dead i think and i think i've said this before on the show itunes seems to be designed by the marketing department now and i think that's a real problem 
in the beginning, iTunes was essentially the app that made the iPod. I mean, the ability to, to quickly sync your music library um, was far superior than MP3 players where you had to drag and drop things into folders. It then became the store, which again was selling music, but it wasn't a profit center for Apple. It was a loss leader to get more people buy iPods. Now that sort of changed that people aren't, you know, the iPod's dead and people don't buy iPhones so much to store music. Um, and the iTunes store does make a lot of money. So they're trying to push this as it's, it's a commercial. It's a big commercial. We said earlier, the Star Wars movie is a big commercial for the, the action figures and the toys and all that. In some ways, iTunes has turned into a commercial for the iTunes store and for Apple Music. And I think they need to step back, look at it from the point of view of people who really care about music, and try and imagine a better way to present all this stuff. Many times I've suggested that there should be two modes of operation in iTunes, a, a sort of basic and advanced mode, because 80% of people don't use lots of the features, and they don't care about tagging things, and they don't care about displaying things in certain ways. But that 20% of people who are real music fans, they do, and they get irked when things get changed. They need to get a bunch of real music lovers, and I'm not saying they don't have any at Apple, but th these people need to get the marketing department to step back and make this an app that people can like instead of an app that people are constantly joking about. So maybe the marketing department at Apple is being like the marketing department at Lucasfilm Division of Disney. Yeah, as I said, iTunes now seems to be just a tool to sell Apple Music and, and stuff from the iTunes store. That's not what it should be. For a lot of people, they still want to manage a music collection. And maybe Apple's decided that they don't care about people like me who have large music libraries. If that's possible, they should just say so. And strip down iTunes. But I think they still should care about the people who use the app to its full extent. I mean, I depend to a fair amount on the way iTunes works. If I have one criticism, there ought to be more cross-communication between Apple TV and iTunes. So, for example, if you want to rent a movie, you go to iTunes. And you rent a movie, it's going to download it to your PC or your iPhone or your iPad. You can't say... I want it for Apple TV. You have to get it separately. This happened to me the other day. I want to rent a movie. So I go to iTunes and I pick a movie. But the thing is, if you rent it right there from iTunes, it's for your Mac, it's for your PC, it's for your iPhone, not for your iPad, but not for Apple TV, which is a separate transaction unless you use AirPlay to stream it over. Right, okay. Yeah, I saw that the other day. I actually... So one of the 99 cent rentals a couple of weeks ago, and I downloaded it to my um, iMac and my iMac's actually out for repair and I didn't get to see it. One of the problems with rented movies is they've, they're time limited. So I don't know if you've ever seen this, but you can't copy a rented movie to an iPad or an iPhone. You can only transfer it. So after the copy's done, it deletes from your iTunes library. You can't have two copies at the same time. So if you rent a movie on your computer, you can't rent it. You can't see it on the Apple TV. There's, there's a purchased tab with a list of anything you bought, but there's no rented tab as there is in iTunes. And yeah, that's, that's annoying. Yep. That's probably the studios insisting on that because they're paranoid. They think yeah, you'll is. watch their it film is. too many times. Kirk McElhern, please tell our listeners where they can find more of your stuff. You can visit my website called Kirkville. It's at McElhern.com. That's M-C-E-L-H-E-A-R-N.com. And you can find me at Macworld.
You can find us on Twitter. Just look for Tech Night Owl. Tech Night Owl on Twitter. Check out our other radio show about UFOs and things that go bump in the night, the Powercast. We'll be talking to Micah Hanks about the state of research into the paranormal. Go to Powercast.com. That's Powercast.com. And we invite you to join for the new year, Tech Night Owl Plus. Go to plus.technightowl.com. That's P-L-U-S dot And what you get is the ad-free version of this show where we take out 41 minutes of network ads. No more fast-forwarding. We give you better quality audio. So if you think Kirk McElhern sounds perfect now, he sounds even more perfect. As for me, I sound the same regardless of what device you listen to me on. <laughs> it's really weird. Some kind of mystical power. Low-resolution mono Gene Steinberg. That's right. Even with the best microphones out there, I just sound the same. We have low month-to-month annual, five-year, lifetime subscription. Yes, a lifetime subscription to Tech Night Owl Plus. Check out the Tech Night Owl Minute coming. More episodes coming in the new year. To learn more, go to plus.technightowl.com. That's P-L-U-S dot technightowl.com. Kirk McElhern, hope your 2016 will be great and prosperous. Yes, and a happy new year to you and all the listeners. The Tech Night Owl Live is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. We'll be back next week. Same bat time, same bat channel.